Blog Talk Radio. Ten. Hello and welcome to the Perfect 10 Wrestling Show. My name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. The Implications. As you hear Burn go test, test, which means the test is working. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> no, it's a new addition to our, to our intro. We're just really big fans of test now. <laughs> oh, I didn't like his remix. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, you can look at the worst Royal Rumble matches ever uh, countdown, which has been happening in the Lords of Pain Collins Forum, which I took... <laughs> I, took, I, took uh, I was involved in it. I can't think of the word. I, was in, I took... I joined it. Why can't I think of that word? <laughs> anyway, I took part in it. Bloody hell, I couldn't find part. What the hell? Great start to the show. <laughs> anyway, I took part in a, a skits column where we're going through the worst mumbles. He, he said test. That's what, that was enough for me. That reminded me. <laughs> test versus Lashley in the semi-final. Really? <laughs> <It> was, yes. <laughs> I honestly don't remember that match. That sounds atrocious. <laughs> I think he made me choose between, I think it was, that and a Bushwhackers versus Beverly Brothers match. <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the match where nothing happens. Uh, well, I compared it to a match where the Bushwhackers were essentially taking the piss compared to Lashley and Tess, which was just two guys having a piss. <laughs> just all over the ring, just urinating shit. <laughs> it was awful. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, as I hold my cup of tea, as you say that, <laughs> it's <just> only British. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to uh, Perfect End Wrestling, live on Lords of Pain Radio, all nice and live and all fuzzy and whatever quality you got. Uh, this is the Royal Rumble special, slash Royal Rumble Games special, slash whatever bets we do, slash takeover for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I've got Burn back with me, live as well. Say hello, Burn. Hello, Burn. <laughs> oh, he's such a dick. <laughs> you can uh, you, you can follow me on Twitter at the damn Implicat. Uh, you can't follow Burn on Twitter. Suck it. Right, I mean, you, you could. Can... I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> and you, you can't ask him anything about wrestling. <laughs> <It's> like, no. <laughs> What's wrestling? <laughs> they're the they're the rules you have to follow if you want to follow him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, politics uh, and basketball only. <laughs> right, so uh, the I'll quickly plug the Royal Rumble games before we get into that later, so I don't have to explain it come the time. Uh, Burn has set up two Royal Rumble games. Uh, it's an annual thing, then of course the women kicked in, so that's two Rumble games every single year. Burn, do you want to quickly run down what it is? I have put links in the description to the games if you want to go and check them out. Nice. So this is our version of fantasy sports. Uh, if you're familiar with fantasy football or fantasy basketball, when you draft a team or if you play an auction you have a certain amount of money to purchase the services of players uh, from a drafted list uh, we've assembled or i have assembled every wrestler that could possibly participate in the rumble on the men's and women's side plus some you know nxt people some people who are not in wwe or part-timers giving them all a dollar amount based on uh, what i think the likelihood of them entering is going very far is and winning is uh, you have 100 points to pick these players. You build your team. Uh, you put them in the forums. And then we all watch in terror as our favorites get eliminated early. 
and random people <laughs> and make it very late. And then whoever has the highest point total at the end wins. You get 10 extra points for choosing the winner. Otherwise, your points are just based on your order of elimination. So, for example, if Randy Orton enters first and is eliminated 10th, your team gets 10 points. If Seth Rollins comes out 29th and wins, he finished 30th plus 10 points for winning, 40 points. Highest total for the total team wins. And the prize, uh, or prize is, one for each, is you get to design a signature, whatever signature you want, that will be in my forum's uh, signature. So I'll have two this year until the next Royal Rumble. So you can make it as hilarious or terrible or ironic or embarrassing as you want. Uh, I've had some good ones over the years. I think this is the fourth fourth year we've done this. I thought it was third, but I think it's fourth. So uh, design something hilarious. Someday I'm going to win, and I'm going to be able to lock down my own signature someday. <laughs> That's the best Probably thing about this year, though. <laughs> Oh, like the best thing about this is I have beaten Burn every single time. <laughs> that doesn't brilliant. sound accurate. That's craziness. Uh, I say everything. Actually, actually, think about it. I joined the forums in 2016. I think you started it a little bit later than that. I can't quite remember because I think you joined not long before that. I'm not quite sure. I get my timelines mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I right. yeah, I debuted about three years ago. So I don't think it was five years ago. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's been going a while, it's been going a few years, and Burn pops up. Even if he's been really busy and not been able to do any column writing, he always pops up and does the rumble. So, so. fun. And this year yeah. is especially crazy, right? Because we don't have, like, that Brock Lesnar-Goldberg duo that we thought was, like, one of those is definitely going to win. It turns out neither of them won, but they were the heavy, heavy favorites, or, like, Braun Strowman, who's a heavy, heavy favorite. Like, Seth is kind of a heavy favorite, and that's it. After yeah. that, it's, like the next 10 guys all have basically an equal chance. Like uh, Drew McIntyre has a really high score, a really high point total, but I actually don't think at this point he's any more likely to win than like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe looked like a badass on SmackDown. You know, if I was making the point total now instead of a month ago, Joe would probably be like 28 points and Drew would be like 25, but instead they're basically inverted because I made this a month ago. I am annoyed I've not picked Samoa Joe because he's my pick for late en- entrant, even if he's not a like final four guy. <laughs> <laughs> McIntyre is one of my final four, but he's yeah. We'll get into it when we get to the Rumbles themselves. So if you want to take part, if you want to take part in these Royal Rumble games, you can sign up to the Laws of Pain forums. Uh, do uh, just DM one of the Laws of Pain personalities that we have got a bit of a backlog to fight against the mass amounts of spam. Get them into get them into doing something right to get that much spam. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, just hit one of us up, like Plan, Steve, me, whoever, and I will pass the message on to make sure uh, you might get in quickly. I don't, we've opened things up because there is a tournament also taking place. The King of the Columns or something like that, <laughs> so, uh, with loads of the top writers taking part. Uh, include not. I didn't hear anything about this. <laughs> it's in the forums, Bernie. On there every day. Have <laughs> <laughs> you not seen it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a tournament. If you can sign up still now, I don't know when the deadline is. I can't remember. I didn't set it up. <laughs> so it's uh, in the forums now to like the best of the columnists. Uh, not just columnists from Laws of Pain are taking part, from what I know. Some people have joined in from outside. That's awesome to know. Anyway, so before we get to the Royal Rumble, there's a little show called NXT Takeover Phoenix, which has had like five incredible logos. <laughs> it's awesome to see. Every one of them is amazing. Uh, but I, I can't remember the one they've gone with. I don't think it's the one with the giant phoenix in the background, which I think was my favourite. Uh, so it's I've seen the uh, build be called a little bit weak, but again, sometimes when 
they in a bit of a rebuilding phase, or it's a phase like this where I feel like we're about to hit an exodus. <laughs> so this is like a goodbye to a fair few. That's the feeling I'm getting. Like either this or wherever or New Jersey's where WrestleMania uh, is. So the New Jersey show, like that, these two feel like the two goodbyes to quite a few people. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you you go into WrestleMania, right, and then you're going to mm. get a bunch of call-ups. We got we got six call-ups early, but they're not, outside of EC3, they're not, like, the big call-ups, right? They're not yeah. uh, Aleister Black. They're not Ciampa and Gargano. They're not, who's even the tag team champions anymore? Honestly, uh, I forget. Undisputed Era. Oh, well, there we go. See, Undisputed yeah. Era didn't get called up. No Velveteen Dream, no Shayna. So, you know, the the big superstars in NXT, which... Mm. You know, it does feel like it's kind of the end of an era and people are either going to get called up or move on one way or the other. But uh, it's kind of cyclical, I guess. Sometimes you get yeah. like the random call up, but for the most part, it's like right after WrestleMania. So uh, NXT is probably going to look very different around May. It was it um, the Nakamura, Samoa, Joe, Bobby Roode era was for a little while. And then one by one, they slowly leaked. Which I think they they were all done relatively well. They've all not apart from Bobby Roode. <laughs> I mean, like has, has Joe <laughs> done well? Have any of them done well? Really? I'll I'll limit it down to a very specific scenario. <laughs> <laughs> the way their call ups were kind of dripped throughout the year rather than all at once was done relatively well. <laughs> I don't mean the booking afterwards. Like Bobby Roode debuted in 2017 on SmackDown. Like the Mahal era. Like sorry, Bobby. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, he's been struggling ever since. Samoa Joe hot start, and then he got really hot for ch- for a chase, for a chase, challenged Brock Lesnar, and then we're like, oh, we can't actually have him win, and then that's pretty much been his story ever since. <laughs> like, oh, he's awesome. Oh, we can't win though. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we I just believe... saw that on SmackDown, right? Yeah, and that's that's the feeling you get to build him up, to build him up, but he can't actually win. <laughs> it's the Braun Strowman effect. He <laughs> got this mega monster, but. He can't win, so that means whenever you actually have to put him in a match, he's got to lose it. So you do what you do, you take him out of the match. It's Why genius. don't we have new stars? <laughs> I don't know, Burns. <laughs> Why don't we have new stars? It's so weird. Nobody can get over. <laughs> oh, we're in a new era. <laughs> or oh, new era. <laughs> uh, I've just realised you won't get what I'm referencing. <laughs> it's nope. a random conversation I had with Jeremy Donovan on. No, I thought Jeremy Donovan. I'm an idiot. With James Boyd on Monitoring Radio. <laughs> new Era. I started using it in my columns. You don't write it as New Era. You write it as uh, N capital E, lowercase e. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, just constantly changing up again. Like, New Era. <laughs> like that SpongeBob gif where he's got the big eye and the small eye. <laughs> it's like, whoa. That is so, a yeah. super inside joke. <laughs> a super inside joke. And it's in all of my columns from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so take it for Phoenix. First off, you've got Riddle versus Ono, a.k.a. the super indie match. I'm assuming this will... It opened the last one. I feel like it'll open the next one. There's, these are the stars of the future. Well, essentially Riddle is. Who knows what Cassius Ono is? But, but oh, and I just realised I didn't want to talk about this match. I want to talk about the fact that the guy's not even on the card. Quickly. Velveteen Dream. My immediate thought is the reason he's not on the card is because he's going to be at the Royal Rumble. Aside from the fact that NXT takeovers always only have five matches and there's nowhere really else to put him. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like a better justification. I mean, last year we had Almas and uh, Adam Cole show up at the Rumble. Yeah. And they both had matches the night before. So <laughs> I don't think 
people are being held back so they can squeeze into the rumble, but just NXT takeover is like two hours and they have five matches and they're always really good. So there's only so many spots. They don't like do the WrestleMania thing where they're like, ah, crap. We have like 30 people we didn't book and they've been working really hard all year. Ah, screw it. Uh, We'll put them in a battle Royal. NXT doesn't do that. If you didn't make the card, you didn't make the card. Sorry. That's what WrestleMania used to be. It used to, it used to be that, and then they added the Battle Royal, and that's kind of worked as way as you get top guys in the Battle Royal as well. <laughs> These are sour. Like, the women's Battle Royal last year, like Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, you're like, God, you're all in the Battle Royal? <laughs> oh, I God. It. I hate it. Uh, so much. It's so janky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so with the takeover, like, with me trying to guess which other few guys are going to be in the Royal Rumble... I, I can like last year the kind of in my in my prediction my realistic prediction not Velveteen Dream yeah but in my realistic prediction last year it was the NXT champion going into the weekend who was CM uh, sorry it's uh, Andrade no Almas he's the guy but Andrade's the worst part of his name <laughs> <laughs> it uh. makes me so angry that he's now just Andrade <laughs> yeah. but watch it's going to be like Cesaro right where everyone's like why did you take out the first name and then you know three years later we're like it's just Cesaro it's fine. Like um, Doc made an awesome point on Twitter. It's just like Andrade is the one part of his name I've not been saying. <laughs> just right. to remember it. Yeah, <laughs> he's always CN or Almas. Yep. <laughs> he's like he's he's not Andrade. I do not remember that. Oh, oh, screw you guys. But anyway, so he was the NXT champion going into the weekend, and Adam Cole soon became the North American champion. So my thinking was, well, it's NXT and North America. Maybe they knew at that point that he was going to get that belt or whatever. But that would mean it would be Champa and Ricochet, which to me doesn't quite work because Champa is a character. He's not like a spot wrestler in a way where Ricochet would work wonders in the Royal Rumble. That makes sense. Champa, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would get an awesome pop because he's Champa, but he's not like Adam Cole. Adam Cole is a cool heel with the uh, kind of indie wrestling still there in him. To us, Champa is full on a massive heel character. It doesn't. <laughs> So whoever the second NXT guy is, if it's going to be somebody, I don't think it'll be either Black or Champo or Gargano, which is why I was thinking Dream. But Dream for me is the NXT, but not like a call-up. It'll be Dream going, like Adam Cole last year, where he's experienced, but he's not getting called up or anything. Dream's a good pick. I got two others for you. Cool. This is based on how I priced them, right? Alistair Black at 14. Mm. Maybe. And... Pete Dunne, the longest rating oh, champion look, yeah. in modern oh, um, WWE history. I need to apologize formally to the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a double fuck oh, you to yeah. from you. What the hell? Oh, I even predicted it on like last week's show. And in my <laughs> column. <laughs> everything. It's like oh. the easiest prediction ever. Pete Dunne should yeah. be in the Rumble. He should be in the Rumble. I'm going to be upset if he's not in the Rumble. <laughs> Like, I even wrote this Monday, I wrote a column on the Women's Royal Rumble, and so I specifically said in the column, I highly expect both the both NXT champions to be surprises in the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and I bloody forgot it live on air. Oh, what am I like? What? <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> you know who I don't have on the list because he just made his debut? Walter. Ah, yes. I, yeah. Get ready. Walter debuts on NXT UK <laughs> next week. <laughs> Uh, I haven't been watching WWE UK, but I did watch the pay-per-view. I wasn't aware it even existed until about a month ago. So uh, uh, I watched the pay-per-view, and it was great, of course. And Pete Dunne's great. And I'm like, who's this Walter guy? I've heard his name a bunch of times. People are really excited, but I don't know anything about him. He's really tall and looks kind of chubby. 
and I watched a couple of his matches. I'm like, yeah, okay, he's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> and he has he has a presence, right? Like that standing at attention, his jacket. He looks serious, but he's not boring serious. He just looks like he's judging you at all times. It's just a really, really nice, subtle character. And then he gets in the ring, and he just looks like a boss. Yeah, he's like a, the gigantic final boss. <laughs> I think I think they did that really well at NXT Takeover, NXT UK Takeover, with where Pete Dunne defeated Joe Coffey. And then out comes the actual final boss. <laughs> yes. That's uh, true. It was very video game-like. <laughs> well, the music is awesome. And he, obviously, he can take it any way he wants because it's royalty-free. Hooray! <laughs> but it just it fits in perfectly. It's just odd. I love the ring general thing. And you're like, oh, he's got ring general written on him. And then he stands in the ring. And just him standing there, you're like, yep, I see it. <laughs> yeah. I think just his jacket saying ring general makes you think he's a better wrestler. It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he couldn't say it if it wasn't true. <laughs> uh, yeah, get ready for... If you've not seen Walter before, Burns done his research after seeing it, but just get ready for like the stiffest chops you've ever seen <laughs> in your yeah. life. They're not like Big Show chop slaps. They're like legit chops. They're mm. like Ric Flair, but in a 350-pound body. <laughs> Well, like, um, something that made me laugh, I brought this up last week with uh, Clive on the Ricky and Clive show, but the point that like a lot, of, a lot of the people who don't watch indie wrestling is, oh, God, indie wrestling with its, all these just stupid flips and people kicking out officials all the time are always stupid. And I'm sat there watching Keith Lee versus Walter. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like are we, am I in a different universe? <laughs> just two big lads chopping the crap out of each other. It's because <laughs> that stupid little clip with Ricochet and whoever that was doing flips for like a minute and a half. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's now what yes. indie wrestling is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Search out Keith Lee Walter if you can. You'll see it in NXT probably at some point. <laughs> uh, also, um, an exciting signing from the same company that Walter came from, uh, WXW. Uh, that's also the company that uh, I've forgotten his name. The guy who teamed with Eichner in NXT UK this week. Can't remember his name, but he's in the same stable as Walter in WXW in Germany. And also Alexander Wolf also came from WXW. Alistair Black might have as well. I get confused. WWE <laughs> is just poaching like crazy. They yeah. are just, I don't know if they're terrified of AEW or if they're just, you know, handicapping them from the start, but they are signing people <laughs> like crazy. Well, it, these are all people like Walter, for example. The big thing about Walter is he didn't want to move to America. He He's pretty much just set up in Europe and he's He's got a family thing. He doesn't want to move away too far away from Germany. So NXT UK fits him perfectly. He's not one of those guys who could have gone to AEW, so they snapped him up. Like, no, he was never going to go to that company. So, yeah, NXT UK fits him like a glove. So he's he's perfect (laughs) for this role. And the fact he is so awesome, like, that really helps. That (laughs) is very cool. It's it's a little funny. People were complaining about NXT UK a little bit. Just the roster, the fact that it's not even just UK or it's just Europe. It's like oh, yeah, eh, if there's anyone with like a tenuous tie to like the entire history of the UK, like <laughs> let's get the New Zealanders in there. Yeah, they used to be a colony, right? <laughs> the phrase I've used is folk who are prevalent on the UK scene, not British people. <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Storm moved to England, so that's a, I'm fine with that. <laughs> She's lived in England for years. Was she from Australia? Yes. And the colony. Dakota, Dakota Kaiser Kiwi from New Zealand. And to, to be fair, if you just allowed everyone into NXT UK that used to be a British colony, it'd be like half the countries anyway. 
Oh, speaking of, they've uh, also signed a Russian because Walter's not Russian. <laughs> they've signed uh, Ilya Dragunov, who I think is, I think he's the name Dragunov, uh, also from WXW. He is for me, he, uh, he's one of my favourite wrestlers currently on the indie scene. But the talk is he's not even going to go to NXT UK. He's going straight to NXT. So huh. get uh, yeah, he's 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 one of those. He's also really unique. <laughs> so It'll be interesting to see how they handle that dynamic now, right? Is like NXT UK below NXT? Are they more equal? How do you assign? Mm. You sign a big name in Europe? Do they just go to NXT? Do they get a choice? You know, yeah. is, is NXT going to be NXT US? You know, why is there one NXT and then NXT UK? That's weird. Apparently, there's talk about doing in India, maybe in Australia, and the one nobody wants to talk about, Saudi Arabia, possibly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like NXT. The plan is to expand it with NXTs that are developmentals in loads of countries, all feeding back to WWE. But we don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Dunne will be like Pete, people like Pete Dunne, Tony Storm, Ray Ripley. Uh, they'll be really good examples. So what happens once they've reached their kind of NXT end of the run? What happens then? Because NXT UK does have tiered talent. So there are like full-on like main guys who can't work anywhere else that's not associated with WWE guys who can. That people are only bought in now and then, so maybe you'll see those top tier guys going to NXT first. Mm-hmm. They're going to be toying with monopoly laws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for AEW and <laughs> all the other companies. We still got. And is, is yeah. Lucha Underground still a thing? <laughs> yeah, Lucha. Well, kind of. To be fair, New Japan, because of the bloody government shutdown, there's no Japan in New Japan next week. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Oh, that was a fun story to keep track of today. <laughs> oh, I meant to be covering. I was meant to be doing like a full coverage of those shows, but like now it's like they were not been able to get any of the Japanese talent on the show. <laughs> so, a bunch of people didn't get visas because there's no one to check visas. Yep, and they applied in November after they'd announced the show. <laughs> to which I was like, one would have thought you would have sorted this out before announcing the show and selling tickets. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, every time I write a review of Raw. Or SmackDown. Mm. I, I complain because it seems like the first segment is always setting up the rest of the show like nobody planned the show in advance. And <laughs> apparently that's actually kind of how it happens. Yeah. Nobody but... planned the show in advance. And the, yeah, they're writing it as it happens, which is <laughs> like that's what they do with Transformers movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, ha- I didn't know what I was going to do for a main event five minutes before the show. Good thing you guys came out and started arguing. <laughs> Oh, they, they used to do that in kayfabe, but now they actually do that. <laughs> oh, you watch SmackDown and you say, oh, this is what a book show actually feels like. <laughs> oh, like. <laughs> it's ah. so nice when they actually announce the match beforehand or the week before, and they're like, this is what's going to happen. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. I can get excited about her. I can be like, eh, I don't really care about, you know, Natalia versus Ronda Rousey next week. But you know what? At least you told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, booking's some things in advance. It's the new era, Burn. <laughs> it's the new era. The new era. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just realized we were talking about NXT and then we cared so much about the first match. <laughs> just immediately drifted off. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Vidal Ono, that'll be fine. Uh, anyway, so we'll talk about the three big... Uh, as, as, as you can remember who the tag team champions were and there's not really much else going for it as far as I know. <laughs> it's just... You're going to get a good tag match. There's not really much to talk about beforehand. Yep. <laughs> really. Uh, but you excited can... for uh, Undisputed Era to get called up because they yeah. are ready and they are awesome and I think they're the new DX. For me, the, the, like with uh, jumping the gun a bit and going to the main event, but for me, the guy who is ready, ready is Alistair Black 
I don't know why I said ready, ready, like the ready book advert. <laughs> <laughs> but Alistair Black is ready. Like, there's no, like the only reason he's kind of there is like Sami Zayn when he got his injury and they kept him in NXT for a bit before calling him up. Which is like maybe why he's a good shout for the Rumble because that was Sami Zayn's exact position. Like they called him up for the Rumble <laughs> after his injury and things. Hey, but, if you want to be exciting, have Black enter the Rumble and fucking win. <laughs> oh, oh, Black versus Demon Balor. Oh, actually, Black <laughs> Balor, Black versus Brock, Black versus Daniel Bryan. I don't mm. care. <laughs> uh, I've even titled uh, this like Seth Rollins is going to win the Men's Rumble. <laughs> I mean, he probably is. He's the odds-on yeah. favorite. Like, if you could take mm. Seth Rollins or the field, which would you take? Because this was like the popular well, argument when Tiger was at his peak, right? Golf. Yeah. I don't know how big golf is in the UK, but <laughs> we know Tiger would. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, people used to be like, "Will you take Tiger, or will you take literally every other golfer at this tournament?" And a lot of people would still take Tiger. Will you take <laughs> Seth Rollins, or would you take the rest of the field winning? <laughs> And then we played that bet, and they were like, Do, uh, you can pick anybody else. And then we were like, fine, we'll pick this tiny Northern Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, out you go. <laughs> and then we won everything. <laughs> right. I think he's Northern Irish. I don't care much about golf. <laughs> I don't know what nationality Roy McIlroy is. There was a nice little complaint about, uh, so apparently the Royal Rumble's not sold out yet, which is a little crazy. They're like several thousand seats below yeah. sellout. Uh, and people are like, Oh, you know, WWE's going to blame Finn. This is why you didn't get pushed, buddy. It's like, you announced him as, as the challenger like a week ago. Yeah. You were advertising Brock <laughs> and Braun for months. You want to blame somebody, blame those two. So, uh, two things on the Rumble. First off, uh, last week, Rich Latter noted that they are selling Rumble tickets two for one. Nice. Which tells you something. So, it's a good deal if you're in the Phoenix area. I wish I lived in Phoenix for a yeah. week. <laughs> well, so I, I saw that and go, yep, still not flying over. But... <laughs> cool. Are you sure you don't want to fly out? <laughs> I'm going to enjoy freshly out the oven brownies. Right. <laughs> and watch the Royal Rumble. There's nothing better than midnight fresh out the oven brownies. That's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound very manly, like, but, but trust me, I don't it is. Care. I make brownies, I make brownies yeah. every week. Brownies out of the <laughs> oven, throw some frosting on them. Get oh. milk. <laughs> Chocolate chips in them and the melt as well. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so the so the uh, so it's not sold out. So they were doing two for one last week, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't get the Balor argument either because they specifically did. Apparently, they specifically did Strowman Lesnar because they thought that would sell tickets over whoever they replaced Strowman with. Strowman so, uh, Lesnar for the third time when Braun <laughs> hasn't won either of them and yeah. wasn't particularly close in either of them <laughs> yeah of course i want to and i didn't even watch the second one <laughs> i don't really put butts in the seats <laughs> but um the other thing is have you seen the royal rumble burger what is that a new day thing no <laughs> this is a i forgot is it the oh, i wanted to say sears but i don't know if that's right is it sears the uh, arena where the baseball field are doing it at I don't think it's Sears, but it sounds something like that. Yeah. Sounds something like I'm just going to... Royal Rumble 2019. This is, this is awesome podcast material. Listen to me tight. <laughs> it, Chase Field. Oh, so close. Go. Yeah, Chase Field. So the, uh, the Chase Field announced a Royal Rumble burger, which was essentially this huge, gigantic meat thing with loads of random toppings on top of it. Then you got the bread bun, and then you, then you seemingly got three other random shites stuck on top. <laughs> like the uh, stick. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they should uh, call that the Vince McMahon, since he loves his beef. 
So like I was talking, uh, so I tweeted it out on Twitter, just like many words come to mind. Burger is not one of them. <laughs> but um, and then I got a reply saying that oh I wish we could see Daniel Bryan cut a promo on this burger. <laughs> then you wouldn't have seen this because you were coming back from work. Daniel Bryan did cut a promo on Twitter in Twitter form on the burger. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, and then an actual like um, uh, an actual university teacher or lecturer got uh, saying, "Oh, do, could you want to talk at our class, Daniel?" And Daniel Bryan was talking about then sitting in on the class and using his position to then spread that information wide to the world. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like he's the, a character who's a heel to everyone apart from the demographic that def- that really do care about the earth, to which he is the huge baby face. Yeah, I was like, oh, like that's the amazing. Evolution of the CM Punk Straight Edge character. Yeah, yeah he takes Straight Edge, but then you really you play babyface to the people who are who are Straight Edge themselves. Right. Like, I mean, oh, you have a bigger so audience. Well. I mean, we'll we'll get to all of the, yeah. the heel face tweener shenanigans once we get to SmackDown because Daniel yeah. Bryan put on a masterclass. Oh, it's so good. All right, so NXT, uh, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. This is for me. This is awesome mid card match. It's got that written all over it, and I don't really know what else to expect. <laughs> it's kind of like Ricochet Cole was earlier in the year. What was the last bad Johnny Gargano match ever? Any? Was there any? Uh, was he in a multi man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, depend. Uh, I know um, the the guys on the right side of the pond don't particularly care for the Champa Gargano matches, but uh, yeah, I've enjoyed them. Uh, that's interesting since they've been amazing. I mean, they've been a little more story driven than in ring a- action driven. Like Gargano versus Almas was a better in ring match than either Gargano Ciampa match has been. But the story and its evolution has been so amazing that you combine those together and they become, you know, an amazing sequence or amazing combination. Um, Ricochet versus Gargano doesn't have as much story. It's mostly just Gargano kind of getting taunted into her tricked into challenging Ricochet instead of going after Ciampa. <laughs> so, I mean, the match will be good, right? You're going to like your little flippy stuff from Ricochet, and you're going to like your, you know, indie wrestler stuff from Gargano. Uh, it just doesn't have a ton of story behind it. Yeah, it's uh, Ireland's favorite hero, Ricochet, doing his flips all over the place. I'm going to love him. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I'm still a little disappointed with Ricochet's presentation. Like, I, I don't, I don't really like his music. The lasers are cool, but then he's just kind of standing there forever. <laughs> oh, well. Like, does like this slow little fist pump punch oh. thingy like Batista used to do like it's just it's a little weird for a guy who's really high energy like he hmm. should have Neville's entrance <laughs> like uh, on the as far as I know on the Indies did kind of have that he did a weird King Ricochet thing which I've never really fully got behind where he wear a crown and everything oh, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it was kind of more tempo like uh, the thing that kind of makes me laugh whenever I watch Ricochet is the lights come down and then his music's like blonk 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. weird I reinterpret it differently than it actually sounds, <laughs> but he's quite plonky blonk. <laughs> like not, you don't think fast place ricochet. I was expecting his music to be something like something ricocheting all over the place. That something that would be like that rather than cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. like cool. Well, it's more superhero, isn't it? In a way, the main part of the theme. That's yeah, kind of what. Gonna... He's going to struggle on the main roster unless they give him some actual character, and that includes yeah. changing his theme because his theme is very <laughs> slow and boring, and his character ha- doesn't exist. So you're going to need a good theme, and you're going to need some actual character. And right now, he doesn't really yeah. have either of those. Yeah, like if you give him the CN treatment of just let him wrestle awesome matches every week, 
yeah, it'll be fine for a bit, but <laughs> right. He yeah. he needed Selena Vega and some actual character development, and then he became huge and he became you mm. know worth calling up. Yeah, same with Ricochet. For, for me, it's like the difference between Apollo Crews and Cien. Apollo Crews got called up as soon as he'd like figured out his in ring part, and then he got called up. It's like, well, he hasn't done the character bit yet. <laughs> so, compared to Cien, who'd figured out the ring, in ring part, then figured out, then he was given time to figure out his character, then he got called up. Like the dif- difference is just blatantly huge, <laughs> and the, and the difference is only like six months between the two, probably. Like of them properly finding themselves, given a bit more time compared to Cruz, who's just nothing. <laughs> right. but I mean, these guys, are, these guys are full time in the performance center. They're taking you know promo classes and uh, mm. you know things like that. They're developing their characters with people who've been in the business for thirty, forty years. They think they could develop one. You know, what, what are these reviews? Remember on uh, Breaking Ground, they'd sit down with with the the people that ran NXT and they'd be like, "What's your character? What's your motivation?" What's Ricochet's character motivation? What were the answers to those questions? I want to know what that conversation was like. <laughs> there was one feud in which I kind of got that perfectly from Ricochet, and that was his feud with Velveteen Dream. For me, that was the one match, one rivalry that, that he's done where he showed character. <laughs> it really was because Velveteen Dream has got so much character, anyone who feuds with him kind of gets that role. <laughs> But it was the bit where um, Velveteen Dream was like, anything you can do, I can do, I am amazing. And then Ricochet does the jump, front flip jump over the top rope and lands on his feet on the outside. <laughs> and the Velveteen Dream was just like, shit. <laughs> For me, that is, that's been peak Ricochet's character, though. <laughs> He's not really evolved past that. He stayed at that's that level. The dream does to people, too. He, yeah. he makes your feuds interesting in a way that... I don't mm. know if anyone else does in WWE currently. Like, there are people who can have a good match with anybody, but then there's somebody, yeah, like, like AJ Styles is someone who cannot have a bad match. <laughs> <laughs> he even got a decent match out of Jinder Mahal and, like, Shane McMahon. <laughs> like, AJ Styles has proven that he can work with anyone. However, Velveteen Dream is it's a quality you very rarely see where they can not just bring out a good match out of someone, but the best, like, character-wise as well. Like, there's a reason people are looking at him as, this guy's special. Because yep. that, that, that takes something else to be able to do that. Yep. <laughs> I'm excited for Velveteen Dream. Yeah. So, Velveteen Dream, Royal Rumble, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure Joey Gargano have fun match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. Uh, a match which I guess Shayna Baszler needed an, an opponent, so she, she got Bianca. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are excited about Bianca Blair in this match in particular, and I'm just like, I don't see it. I mean, Bianca hasn't been on NXT a ton. She's uh, compared to like the other big challengers oh, yeah, that Shayna's had, and you know, I've just never been super impressed with her in general. She's she's fine, but you know, eh. And, I feel like. She's one where she's obviously not had any spotlight like this before. This is her, this is her first takeover, as far as I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so for her, this is the first time off she gets to show she is on the same level as those, because she's only had NXT TV matches. And I think she had a really good match with Nikki Cross. Of course, Nikki Cross is awesome. She's another one. <laughs> it just brings out character from people. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, yeah, so she had a great match with Nikki Cross. And... That's, she's kind of been slowly building, but the big part of this story is Bianca Belair is undefeated. 
And she had an awesome line in NXT this week where she was saying uh, Shayna Baszler is the only, uh, like the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion. But do you know what that means? That means she lost. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, and Bianca Belair's undefeated. Yes, I like that line. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, Bianca Belair coming in as the undefeated one versus Baszler, who is like the dominant champion. It's a nice dynamic. I'm expecting Baszler to win, but it's still, it's a nice dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but the... The problem is Shayna's character is basically that she's the Terminator, right? Like, she just keeps yeah. coming, and she will take you down eventually. But the problem yeah. is that's, that's not, like, an exciting character. It's not like Sasha Banks' boss NXT character where she's carrying a feud with her personality. She's carrying a feud with her ring work. But her personality is basically like, I'm tough, and I'll stare at you, and I'll punch you. So she needs a dynamic character to bounce off, just like Velveteen Dream keeps bringing out character and people that don't have a lot of it. Because mm. he is such a radiant character. Shayna needs that radiant character, and Bianca Belair doesn't have it. So, I well, it's weird because have... it works with Carrie Sane. Because, like, like, some of the best part, like, the best part for me of Shayna Baszler's character scene so far was after she lost to Carrie Sane, and they did like a back, they did like a video package of Shayna Baszler. She was just saying she messed up. Uh, it, it was her fault. She's the one who made a mistake, and next time she won't make a mistake. It was just the fact that. Her character was refusing to believe that Carrie Sane was good enough to beat her. Shayna Baszler made the mistake, not Carrie Sane stepping up. But I was like, oh, I really like that <laughs> little dynamic. Yeah. Carrie Sane also has a lot of physical charisma, the same way mm. that Oscar does. You know, a lot yeah. of the, the overseas wrestlers who come over and they're not super strong in English have to be really physically charismatic to compensate mm. for that. Same with Luchas, right? So Carrie Sane had that physical charisma, but she also just has a really weird character that plays. Uh, a really good contrast to Shayna's, you know, biker mm. Terminator character. So they contrast really well. You have this, you know, Sailor Moon crazy anime pirate captain <laughs> chick. And then you have the Terminator. Yes. With Bianca Belair, she's just kind of like a lady with long hair, right? What's her character? There's no character there, which is fine. Not everyone needs a crazy character. John Cena doesn't have a crazy character. But, you know, it helps when you don't have too boring not really characters running into one another. It's it's interesting. I've seen Bianca that kind of slowly developing and getting a little bit more character, but by character I mean kind of like she's like her ego in a way, which kind of grows every time she doesn't lose a match. And she's but it's nothing really more than an egotistical challenger in a way who by not losing has gained fans. Yeah. <laughs> in in that way. And which she is, is the decent worst in the way game. to earn fans. That's that's the most fickle way to earn fans because those fans are only really interested in you because you keep winning. You yeah. know, ask ask Umaga, ask Rusev during his first heel run. What happens when an undefeated person who's built up not as a character but as an undefeated streak loses that streak? They go back to ground zero. Yeah. First off, I'm English, so I have to pronounce the name Umanga. And Umanga. Umanga. <laughs> uh, you and Jerry Jerry Lawler, we used to make fun of Lawler when he always used to say Umanga, Umanga. <laughs> like what? When it was uh, William Regal said you manga, <laughs> you will face you manga. I forgot my other point. But oh, Jack Swagger. There's another example. <laughs> A guy who had an undefeated streak, and then as soon as that streak ended, so did all of his characters. <laughs> he had nothing. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It is in NXT, though, so I'd rather her undefeated streak end in NXT, like they did with Baron Corbin, where he gained some fans because of his undefeated streak, then they put him on TakeOver, 
then he started to get booed when his matches weren't quite up to par. For me, and then they turned him heel, gave all his character, then he lost his undefeated streak, and then he got called up as a heel character. Bianca Belair, I feel like her testing moment is this with her finally on a takeover. Because it was for Corbin as well. They built up his undefeated streak, then he had the takeover matches with, well, the bigger Bull, Bull Dempsey. Oh, he remembers Bull Dempsey. Oh. <laughs> they weren't very good. <laughs> so, nope. uh, yeah, so matches with Austin Aries, and that helped them all. Yes, it did. But he'd already, he was a heel at that point already. He'd already had that transition. So for me, this is that moment for Belair. Will she have go the Corbin route of doesn't quite live up past the streak, or will it work? Like As- well, not like Asuka, but <laughs> Asuka's an example of the streak bloody working. <laughs> it doesn't have to be to that level. <laughs> Prove it can work. But yeah, but I'm predicting Baszler to win, or unless. There's a news that came out today of uh, Ronda Rousey. Apparently, she isn't going to be extending her one-year contract, which she had signed. Well, which, hypothetically, it was a multi-year contract. Or maybe- it was... Um, they they wanted to sign her for more years, but she only signed for one because she wanted to start a family. So it's kind of like, I'll do one year. If I like it, I'll sign more. And then she's found that being on the road constantly, apparently, so much. that, And she does really want to start a family. So... Like those two things together is kind of making it look so that's the way it's looking like at the moment. However, yeah. things can change. You don't and you don't know if this is old news or whatever. Okay. Is this what's just just coming be out? Leverage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, I mean, we heard yeah. this about Brock for like the last three years, right? <laughs> He's signing new one year contracts. So And the fans keep going, Oh, God's sake. God damn <laughs> it. Just leave and lose. <laughs> Uh, one thing that made me laugh is there was a um, one of the rumor sites posted about the Undertaker probably possibly not wrestling a match at WrestleMania. Thank God. Yeah, that was a reaction. <laughs> I never thought I'd have that reaction when I was younger. He's like fifty-five. <laughs> His last match was terrible. His last several matches were terrible. Please just let him go. Uh, the worst part for me is they did a, they did a perfect send off against Roman Reigns. I didn't care for the match, but the actual send off part for the Undertaker was right. like perfect. Main event of WrestleMania, left his gear in the ring. It was the perfect send off. Ah, but then that Saudi money came about. Mm. Never, never. <laughs> yeah. And even Shawn Michaels, even oh. Shawn Michaels had to whore himself out one more time. Yeah. I mean, apparently he got millions for it, but still. Sure he did. <laughs> yeah. And all all oh. it cost him was his, you know, reputation and his word. Yep. <laughs> and now the fans are going, you better do Styles Michaels then. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah that's half, half fans are saying that and the other half are saying, just, can we just have Styles Vessel? Shawn Michaels was also yeah. not tearing it up in that in that tag team match in Saudi Arabia. So yeah. don't get your hopes up too high for Styles <laughs> Michaels. Right, so uh, we'll move on to the main event, which is Tommaso Ciampa versus Alistair Black. But the, the story is Alistair Black finally coming back, and this is his moment. He's got through Johnny Gargano, the man who took him out originally. Now he's come back to claim his crown, and Champa is there as the evil king. Someone from Nottingham. This is a story I know well <laughs> of the evil <laughs> of the right of the king Richard coming back to take back his castle. Um, yeah. So, but the interesting thing is Black is the one who's full on ready for the call up. This is that's where things get a bit confusing. Because Champo is one where you need something ready for his call-up, whilst Black, you don't need you don't need something as concrete. Because Champo is such a character, like the story around him really matters. Black, not so much, because he he has his own aura. Like Velveteen Dream, he he has such a unique aura that he can present that for a little while whilst you figure your shit out. I wouldn't say the same for Champo. You need to have it figured out before you call him up. So he might be like an after SummerSlam thing. So same with Gargano. 
don't immediately call them up. Drip feed them. Like that's why I brought up uh, Bobby Roode, Nakamura, and Joe. They drip drip to them onto the main roster. I feel like that worked quite well because you got time to acclimatise to them. Yep. He didn't get oh Dillinger fell through the cracks, but still time <laughs> 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 to acclimatise. But yeah, I'd expect Black to be the first call up, which means him winning the title here would be a little bit odd. But you can always lose it in New Jersey or well, if they do it in New York. I don't know where that uh, takeover is, but they can yeah, do that. Or just later. I mean, people have come up to the main roster with the, with their titles. Kevin mm. Owens did. Page did. Um, Sasha Banks? I can't say it. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Yeah, I didn't remember if she dropped the title beforehand, but no, I think she did come up for a while and then she dropped oh, the yeah. title. Oh, so. yeah, because she was a kind of baby face on the main roster because she she was with the heels, but she was a baby face. Yeah, kind of. Then on, <laughs> and then in NXT, she was like the best heel. It was at the point when she did the Iron Man match and then took his, Izzy's headband. And <laughs> it was like, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to lose a title match before you get called up. You can be a champion and get called up, but it makes the logistics more interesting, right? Because he's whoever wins this match is going to need another feud yeah. between now and WrestleMania, which hypothetically the Raw after WrestleMania is when you're going to start seeing the rest of the NXT call-ups. So what, you're going to have Black be the champ for three months or six months or whatever after he had a short title run that was you know, cut due to injuries the first time? Are you going to have Ciampa just win and now you're going to call it Black who lost like three title matches in a row? <laughs> Logistically, it's a little weird. I don't know. But I think the match itself, not thinking about the logistics in the future, just thinking about the match. The match is going to be awesome. Of course it's going to be awesome. Hmm. Alistair Black is great. Ciampa is great. Chompa has that great, vibrant character, which, where did that come from, by the way? <laughs> like, who thought a year ago watching DIY that Chompa was going to be like this incredible heel? <laughs> who saw that coming? But Chompa is an incredible heel, and he's just vicious, and he plays these awesome mind games, and he's manipulating everyone. Great hmm. character to bounce off of Black with that mysterious aura, but not a lot of verbal uh, vibrancy, um, if that makes sense. So the kind characters of. match really well. Uh, they're, they're both great in the ring and Black's, you know, his MMA style is kind of unique. It, it takes, you know, the Undertaker's American Badass MMA style and pushes it way over the edge. Uh, so the match is going to be great. That's that's probably the match that I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, it definitely has to be the match I'm looking forward to most on the, the show and I think it's just the heavy favorite to be the best match on the show right i mean yeah yeah gargano ricochet will be good but it doesn't really have a story choppa versus black has a story and has two great wrestlers yeah that's what it takes it over the edge for me this is really the only match with not just a because middle ono has a story <laughs> but it's nothing like this where this is like month of build and like both characters have been going to this point for a while now and we're finally there it's going to be interesting yeah, <laughs> i'm very think- excited I mean, don't you just have, like, Gargano win, get the North American Championship, you have Tommaso Ciampa win, and then you have the Gargano-Ciampa blowback or blow-off yeah. match at WrestleMania yeah. weekend? Or well, do they or do they just, like, complete the Gargano heel turn and, you know, you just continue that story for, like, another year? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's quite. It, there's quite a few roads. Well, you'll hear that phrase later on, but there's quite a few roads that they can choose to go down, which <laughs> makes it interesting. <laughs> so, I wonder if Burn knows which match I'm talking about. <laughs> Hopefully he's not read my column. Right, so... Wow. Uh, <laughs> let's, that, let's put that in the, in the, the front page of our, of our title here. It'll be the 
Lords of Pain, Perfect Ten Radio Show. Hope you haven't read my column. <laughs> I that's, uh, weirdly, that is a funny title. <laughs> I don't think it get many clicks, but I, I find that funny. <laughs> so I might do it one day. <laughs> oh my God, there are nine matches on the, the Royal Rumble card with yeah, WrestleMania. So we're we're going to take a quick ad break. <laughs> then when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble. Uh, when we talk, we'll, I think we'll do the Rumble games kind of way talking about that, talk about the Rumble, kind of limit down it a little bit. So, yeah, there's quite a few matches. So we're going to take a quick ad break, and then when we return, we shall talk about the Royal Rumble. It's going to be long. (laughs) (laughs) See in about five seconds. After an advert, about... Loans. (laughs) Let's go with loans. I'll see you in a bit. That's right, still not uploaded the Just 10 stinger. <laughs> I need wow. to do that. Much. You know, oh. speaking of ads, though, like I'm glad that we just play those kind of cut and dry, cut and paste ads. Mm. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they, they get paid more when they're like, oh, I'm sponsored by Harry's. Here's my personal experience mm. with this brand that sent me some things because they wanted to pay me money, and it just always comes off as fake. You know, I'd, yeah, I... Yeah, I grew up in the era of TV, right? Like you sit down, you watch your TV, you watch your football game or whatever, and then an ad for Stouffer stuffing comes on. It has nothing to do with anything. And, you know, John Madden's not, you know, talking about it. It's just the ad, and that's what it is. And you listen to it or you didn't. And, you know, <laughs> but, um, the, as people, in the people in the, the podcast or the radio show, right, aren't personally invested in it. I just think it's weird when people yeah. send you a product to then – try to sell to everyone that you're listening to. I don't know. Like my dad worded it as, because uh, adverts here in the UK are a lot less intrusive, I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> and my, my dad's example was when he went to Florida in the 80s, uh, he was watching the Star Trek, I think it was, on the thing, and in the, the the shutter opened for the person to walk into the room, and they walked into, the, they did the establishing shot, and they showed the per- person walking in with the, and then you're expecting the next reverse shot. And then, and then it cuts to, hi, I'm Bob. Would you like to buy my tires? <laughs> it's just something that's like a seamless transition <laughs> with like no cut, no sting of anything. <laughs> it's that's just, funny because uh, during, uh, what was it? The original Transformers movie. Well, it's not the original, but the, the first live action Transformers hmm. movie was the first movie that got a lot of blowback, right? For all the advertising that was just front and center yeah. in the movie. And they made like $20 million on just the advertising. And now, you know, what always happens, what was, you know, an outrage 10 years ago is just like ingrained in us now and we don't even see it anymore. So yeah. these stupid ads where people are like, Blue Apron sent me a bunch of food and I really like it. Wink, wink. You know, <laughs> those feel laws, intrusive and they feel disingenuous to me. Yeah. At least there are laws coming in place and enforcement coming in place for social media and YouTube and whatnot. So. <laughs> So the millennials are going to be fine. It's all you older bastards. You previous generations stuck on television. <laughs> You're the ones who are going to have to suffer. Yeah, they deserve uh, it. They destroyed the economy. <laughs> we'll get to Daniel Bryan in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Parasites! <laughs> so uh, I want to quickly bro- bl- bl- I can't really speak. I'll quickly blow through the couple of matches that I've not really got anything to say on them. First off, the Terror 5 live match. I talked about it last week with Clive. I don't really have anything else more to say. Do you have anything? Do you watch Terror 5 live? Do you have anything to say about this face or four way? Call up Hideo Itami to SmackDown. 
that burns note on this match. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was talking smack about a Tommy, so I want a Tommy <laughs> versus Daniel Bryan. I, I, I want a quick note. I brought this up last week, but my first ever, like the first ever Ring of Honor I watched, one of the matches they highlighted on the show was Bryan Danielson versus Kenta, which is Daniel Bryan versus Hideo Itami. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it all confirmed full circle. <laughs> also, uh, there are rumors, right, that like Maria and Mike Canales, right, want to leave, which, you know, yeah, they never really did anything, so whatever. Um, but their characters, the characters that are supposed to be like the, the lovesick, super in love, and we love each other more than you love anyone, you know, wrestling mm. couple is like the perfect character match for Buddy Murphy and Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah, if they did that, yeah. <laughs> it would be perfect. It would make them bigger stars, right? Yeah. Just do that. Just do that. I think Buddy Murphy's also ready to be on. If you don't think of 205 Live as just a farm league, mm. which it's not, if you think of it as its own show, that's cool. But at the same time, I think if you've done a lot, like being champion for a year, maybe you should get called up to SmackDown. Buddy Murphy's probably ready to get called up to a real show. I mean, that's what happened with Neville. He was ready. Like he was, he'd, done, he'd really proven himself on the show. He didn't so really he want to left. be on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's an AEW star, <laughs> making that rich Tony Khan dollar. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. And people, because he'd uh, done a show in, either in Newcastle or in England, and he, people were laughing because he did the show in the same gear, and then he turns up outside the Jaguar Stadium in the same gear. And people were just like, he probably just left. In, yep. just walked there. Yep, <laughs> he walked across the street. <laughs> yeah, he was the only guy who, in January, walked out in his underpants <laughs> in the outside. It's like, oh, he's really committed, that Neville. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. It's really impressive because he has literally 0% body fat. Yeah, I've never seen anyone who's more shredded than that guy. It's crazy. Yeah, he's in better shape now as Pac than he was as <laughs> Neville. <laughs> he, was, he was in amazing shape as Neville. <laughs> that says something. Yeah, oh, it's... Yeah, it's it, when you watch AEW, whenever it pops up, although they're doing the MGM Grand Show later in the year, well, that's awesome. But yeah, they'll be doing that. You'll see him on that. <laughs> then you'll realize, oh shit! AEW needs its own show, like its own radio show, just to cover like everything that's <laughs> happening and how what we think is going to happen and how they're going to book that show and the logistics of it. It's crazy. It needs yeah. its own like two-hour segment. I think. I'm not sure how. To, I won't officially announce it, but there's, we might be getting an AEW show, maybe on Saturdays. I'm not going to say who's doing it or what the plan is because it's kind of up in the air at the moment. I think. Is <laughs> so that until, a hint? The plan? <laughs> that's not a hint. It's not planned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not mental. We're getting Americans to talk about the American thing. <laughs> so, but yeah. So until you hear it in your ears. Just take, treat it as a rumor that we're doing. We are we are thinking about co- getting AEW covered because <laughs> there will be a TV show at some point. There he is. They'll, if SmackDown moves to if Fox, wants SmackDown to maybe move to Friday. Suddenly Tuesdays are free. The thinking is AEW will just take Tuesdays. I really wish AEW wouldn't even worry about a TV contract and they just sign with Twitch. Oh, uh, Impact have done that. Yeah, just. Just be the 2019 wrestling show. Be like, I don't care about Fox. I don't care about the USA Network. Like, 40 billion people watch Twitch. Anyone can open up a web browser and get Twitch for free. And if you want to subscribe and, you know, that money goes to us and support us, that's awesome. Like, just be the, the company with the new business model. Don't live in the past. Like, uh, the Fight the fight app or whatever it's called, Fight Network, I can't remember, uh, what they did all in on, uh, that one, it works really well. And that's kind of like a 
a Twitch, it's like a Twitch streaming type of thing for these companies, and it works really well. The issue, though, is I don't know if it comes from Fight's End or whatever, but the shows are so expensive. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just like, it's ridiculous pricing. <laughs> it can't That's be the nice paid. thing about Twitch, right? Like, you just have your mm. Twitch subscription. Yeah, and it just works. Uh, if, you, if you're an Amazon person as well, hey, you're in luck. <laughs> so, yeah. You can even, like, tip. I don't know how familiar you are with Twitch, right? But, like, you, you can tip the, the presenter, the people you're watching play. Like, you can tip the individual wrestlers when they have awesome matches and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I don't know why TNA haven't lent fully, I mean, Impact haven't fully led into that. Because <laughs> they're, they're doing the Twitch thing. They are leaning heavier and heavier into the Twitch thing. So right. maybe one day, but it makes sense. <laughs> Although LAX and Pentagon Jr. probably just get all of the tips. <laughs> WWE is locking down TV. They're building this like crazy farm system you have to go in a completely different direction and attack them on a completely different axis if you want to stay alive and compete so good good for impact well that's essentially that's exactly what aw have done really they built all of the success up on like youtube and the internet <laughs> <laughs> all of that they sell that all in because of what they did via the internet so it's, it's insane <laughs> to think that they've done that and the next up is the mgm grand which ain't a tiny arena <laughs> that's all i want to say ah Wait, speaking of not tiny arenas, Chase Field. Yeah, Chase Field. Nailed that transition. <laughs> has a capacity of 48,000. The Royal Rumble looks like it's not going to be reaching that number. <laughs> so we'll see how it does. It's in the 30s currently. Oh, really? Oh, right, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. that's I didn't right. realize. Right. Uh, we'll be interested to know, like, with because it's the thing with the Tokyo Dome, where it can fit a certain amount, but when you set up for a wrestling show that really cuts it down to like, you can only fit uh, below 40,000 in there with the, with that configuration. It has to be 30-something thousand with that configuration. Awesome. Interesting to say what that does to Chase Field as well. could be something similar. Like, you can only get into the high 30s, possibly. But, uh, yeah, they're not doing two-for-one deals because it's selling out really well. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a thing. Right, so, the match that I quickly want to blast because I don't really care about, I've already mentioned 205 Live, Buddy Murphy will retain, end off. Let's just <laughs> move on. Uh, you listen to my show with Clyde from last week. He's our 205 Live guy on uh, Laws of Pain. So, yeah, listen to that show. Uh, the pre-show has got Rusev versus Knackers. I, I don't know why this is on the pre-show, <laughs> I guess. We weren't even on TV this week. Yeah, that tells you something. Like, was, was Rusev <laughs> there? I don't even remember Lana being there. Nope, they just showed oh. a promo for them at the end of the show. Oh, really? Oh, I, well, it's that absent, right. <laughs> yeah, I watch on Hulu, so I do miss, like, t- the 20% that they cut out. So, uh, it, But the thing is, if you got cut off on Hulu, they're also not taking you seriously. <laughs> so, like, uh, my thing with this is, Nak- uh, Nakamura was like, oh, uh, I saw some criticism of, oh, he's not been a very good champion, to which my response has been, well, he's not had a division to be champion over. He has had no contenders, no storylines. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure how much blame to put on Nakamura there. Now, with yeah. SmackDown's really improved this year. However, the United States Championship fell through the cracks. That was the price to pay, essentially. <laughs> Not to quote Mrs. Steen's song, but that was the price to pay. We lost the United States Championship. Yeah, Nakamura's <laughs> yeah. been a weird test case in, in the main roster, right? Because he mm. came up, he won the Royal Rumble. Hey, that's awesome. And then he feuded with AJ Styles, and that seemed like it really went nowhere and just hurt both people because every single match ended with a ball shot instead of, you know, someone pinning someone being a legit champion. So his character got damaged a lot by that, uh, which is why he's in the U.S. title picture and not the the main event. Uh, So it's hard to blame him. Like, as good as SmackDown has been, it's a two-hour show that has, like, 
four championships, so there's only so much time to go around. And unfortunately, it seems like the U.S. championship and Nakamura in particular are the ones that have been squeezed over the last several months. So I don't blame Nakamura. It's not all his fault. He puts on good matches when he gets a chance. It's just his character is not really what the fans want it to be, and he keeps getting cut out of things. So what are you going to do? Yeah, like his, his character had an amazing turn, and it made, all of his moves made sense when he had the heel turn and the sorry, no speak English stuff. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. But that was only gold for like a month, and then they just went to, I'm going to hit you in the ball, and that became his character. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you get Nakamura versus uh, Brock Lesnar. We've done it. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a note burn made in his column. <laughs> is that Brock Lesnar. Like either the ring post or the bollocks. <laughs> the bollocks. Uh, I thought I'd put my British twang on it. Anyway, so, well, I'll move on from that. Uh, the next match in order of not giving a shit would be the bar versus the greatest tag team in the world, Miz and Shane. So I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> so the rumour was before a lot of things had to change with WrestleMania because of uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, uh, the rumour was Shane McMahon might turn heel. Ugh, shudders. Uh, My assumption was the whole card's kind of been shifted, or a lot of stuff on the show has been shifted about because of Reigns, therefore certain things need to be changed. Like In terms of like measuring the tone and face-to-heel dynamics in terms of wins and how the show feels, you got to balance it right. Raw's been too heel-heavy as an example. But, um, yeah, so Shane turning heel will be a bit odd. However, The Miz turning heel makes all the character sense in the world <laughs> and the story makes all the sense in the world for the Miz to turn heel so my assumption is the bar retains either the Miz or Shane muck up or whatever but my assumption is that they're going to continue with Shane McMahon turning heel therefore everything that's happened doesn't matter we're going to do this anyway even though all the character and story the whole arc it points to the Miz getting angry at Shane and losing it because he got screwed over at Crown Jewel He's the one who is it's in his nature, not Shane. But I reckon he'll turn Shane anyway, because who cares about continuity? <laughs> who cares? So, third option. Uh, another Ooh. reviewer on another site that I won't mention, but is my actual favorite, like Ross Smackdown reviewer, has mentioned several times that it's really funny that WWE keeps The Miz and Daniel Bryan at polar opposite spectrums of the heel-face continuity. And so as long as Daniel Bryan is like the biggest heel on SmackDown... Miz needs to keep moving toward being the biggest face, right? And they right. haven't had their WrestleMania match. Those ah. two have been aiming at a WrestleMania match for years at this point. We're finally getting both of them, you know, healthy and able to wrestle. Maybe the Miz just, you know, stays face. He was sacrificing himself for Shane on SmackDown. You know, that's not something a traditional heel would do. Um, even if he was setting up Shane for this big turn, like he went a long way to, toward protecting Shane and trying to get Shane on his side, being the face. Maybe the Miz stays face and they just lose and then Miz wins the Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's know. weird because nobody's going to be like, yeah, I'm really excited the Miz won the Rumble, but like, that's where the story's been going with the Miz and Daniel Bryan for the last year. Mm. I, don't know, I feel like the matches, it was the match at, the match at uh, what's the magic, uh, SummerSlam, and then I think they had one other after or before, I can't quite remember. Oh, yeah, the amazing mixed tag match, which gave us the match of the year with Marisa and Brie Bella on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I felt like that was, you no, know, like Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose just fell a little bit flat. 
I, I felt the same with Brian Mears. Like they tested the waters, they pushed it a bit, but it ultimately it was never going to live up to the hype that had been built around it. So yeah, a bit of time off made sense. Complete character changes as as well also makes sense. And when it happens again, it will feel fresh. Yeah, and I mean I feel- they were they were aiming this way as as late as Survivor Series, right? Like right before mm. Roman had to go out and they had to change everyone's plans for everything. Like <laughs> they were still butting heads, but they were kind of becoming a little friendlier and seeing eye to eye like they were they were together they were clearly going forward into a feud into wrestlemania season and then they had to get split apart because daniel bryan got the title because all this emergency crazy booking but you know it's not that hard to weave them back together especially if you flipped it's really suspicious that they flipped (laughs) daniel bryan and then they flipped the miz you gotta keep them on polar opposite sides if you want them to wrestle at wrestlemania so i mean to me it makes sense even if even if bryan's not the champion which he better be Mm. Um, those two need to have a WrestleMania match. I don't, I don't, there are other matches that would be better as far as watching them wrestle. Like just watching Brian and AJ wrestle for 30 minutes at WrestleMania would be amazing. Um, but Daniel Bryan versus the Miz is the thing that makes the most sense. And they've been aiming for, for years. So it just needs to happen. Just do it. It needs to happen. But it's weird. Cause for me, the Miz's character shouldn't be turning face. He's one of those weird things where it makes sense to get your Miz Brian match. This is what you would do. And that makes sense in WWE world. However, in, in my storytelling mode in my head, it makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't fit his character traits. His character trait for me, like the thing that the Miz would do is in this match, he turns on Shane McMahon and gets his own back with a like three on one beatdown or something like that. That's something the Miz would do. <laughs> like, He's been partners the... with the bar before. Yeah, it's, it's just that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the thing to like the Miz did all of this to get his own back on Shane McMahon for stealing his moment. That is an elaborate ploy. <laughs> Which is why that's not what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah. Way too much planning, and we haven't talked yeah. about the bar at all, which is hilarious because Cesaro should be a champion, and Sheamus is a former champion, and the bar is a really good tag team. But yeah. same time, people just don't really care because they've been around a long time and they've won the championships like five times. And hey. yeah, uh, like Cesaro's moment was like four years ago, and I don't know if they're going to put any effort into rebuilding him because they're doing the new era. <laughs> so he just kind of falls to the background. But he's still that really awesome hand where you put him in a singles match or a tag match, and it's going to be good. So, yeah, plus, you can always freshen things up. If Cassius Ono comes up, then he can join him and Cesaro back together because they had an amazing <laughs> team. <laughs> Did you just... see in NXT when they kind of got back together? Yeah. the live show? Yes. Oh. <laughs> like an awesome moment. <laughs> yeah. oh, so good. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, let's get on to the top four ones before we get into the rumbles. First off, we'll start with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles because we're kind of there already. So, Daniel Bryan's promo on SmackDown was absolutely amazing. Check it out. It's on WWE's YouTube channel. They obviously uploaded it because it's really good. <laughs> I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it even blew up on Twitter with someone saying, if you're wondering what all this talk is about re- wrestling nowadays, check this out. This is what we're on about. <laughs> and it got like over 5,000 retweets last time I checked. So like when I say blew up on Twitter, I mean it blew up on Twitter. <laughs> it was, yeah. That amazing promo on Vince McMahon and pretty much taking the just insulting the entire baby boom generation. <laughs> just. And AJ Styles just like walking into it. He, you know, Daniel mm. Bryan's like, "You're just an idiot. You're like this hick, redneck, dumbass. You know, relic of the past that just eats and takes and takes and doesn't care about anything." And AJ Styles just walks into all of that. He's like, "Yep, yeah. basically, it's like cool <laughs> way to counter that, buddy." 
going to hold your own in this promo battle. And then, yeah, he just laid into Vince about his whole baby boomer generation being takers and parasitic and, you know, oh, it was yeah. so good. It was so good. And, you know, Daniel Bryan is, you know, speaking the truth to a, a percentage of the population that is, like I said earlier, not unlike CM Punk's straight edge character where he's a heel, hypothetically, because Vince McMahon thinks those things make you a bad guy. But it's, it's realistically, just... the younger generations here and those are like, I mean, Daniel Bryan's kind of right. I mean, yeah. he's a heel because he hits you in the balls, but he's not a heel for what he thinks. Mm. He's a heel yeah, for the hit him in the balls, and the it's a straight edge thing of I do all this to because to, it's good, and therefore that makes me better than you. Right. <laughs> so that works really, really well. But uh, yeah, it's it's that thing of it's the Hannibal Buress gift of why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's. Yeah, Donnie Bryan's character is like one of the best. That is, it, for me, because Becky Lynch is kind of like, she doesn't need as much time dedicated to her every, every week now. So uh, Daniel Bryan is the one who's benefited from getting that t- promo time, and he's become the best thing on SmackDown. <laughs> he is so good. Everyone uh, needs more promo time, except Mandy Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Some of it's gone to the Mandy Rose thing, which is like done. <laughs> it's done insane numbers on YouTube. <laughs> Like just Ugh. horny kids clicking on. <laughs> All it's done is show me that she's the new Eva Marie. All it's done. I was thinking early 2000s Trish Stratus, <laughs> but I guess yeah. Except Trish got awesome, and Mandy Rose has zero percent chance. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she's 100%. got a good knee, good knee strike. I don't mean that. I was like, oh, look at her knee. I mean that. <laughs> I didn't like a knee strike. She's got a good knee strike. So that's something to build off of. I guess. She has a knee strike. <laughs> For me, it's really weird looking at. Uh, I saw a clip of uh, Tough Enough uh, from that year, and it's just like, oh, it's so weird looking at like her and Velveteen Dream and Eva Lease and <laughs> All <laughs> these like, people that lost. Yeah, that have done awesome things in the wrestling industry, and then the guys who were in like the final four. Sarah Manny... Lee and the Yeti. Oh, and ZZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, Mandy, yeah, promo. Uh, but anyway, Daniel Bryan, he has been absolutely amazing. And when AJ Styles tried his rebuttal, the best thing about AJ Styles' rebuttal was they had the crowd cheer, or they at least had the people pretending to be... That's my favourite thing. I was like, just get security. Why have you got people pretending to be fans holding off fans? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> like, just get security. The fans will cheer. It's fine. But you couldn't hear AJ Styles, because those fans that they got to, you know, essentially be security... Uh, they were getting chance started. So when AJ Styles was doing his thing before Daniel Bryan attacked him, he couldn't hear a word AJ Styles was saying. <laughs> so that's good to show he's popular, but I don't know what his point was because I didn't hear it. <laughs> so it. AJ Styles cannot hang in this feud, which is a problem. Like mm. AJ Styles is delivering pro wrestling promos, and Daniel Bryan is doing something completely different. And AJ Styles cannot do the thing that Daniel Bryan is doing right now. You know, AJ Styles can do pro wrestling promos against John Cena because John Cena does pro wrestling promos. Daniel Bryan is like, you're destroying the environment. You're a terrible person. And AJ's like, (laughs) 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 and it's so awkward because you just look like an idiot. who's not following along. Yeah. Like for me, this, even though I've, I've I've enjoyed this feud because of Daniel Bryan. However, this is a prime example of when you watch WWE, you've got no idea what will be Canon the next week. So, (laughs) The thing of AJ Styles hitting Vince McMahon in the face. 
because that was to show like it, apparently he'd lost his attitude, which is 100% true, because after his match with Shane McMahon, he became a face and lost all character. <laughs> he, yep. he, just, he just became good old baby Classic face. Classic WWE face. Yeah, where if he'd done the thing where he kept, like um, like Kurt Angle, I guess when he turned a bit, he kept a bit of his character. Like If they'd done that, like, if he'd kept his cocky character but just been a face with it, or got, uh, got a, like, like Elias. Elias hasn't had to change anything. Uh, sure, he does a bit more comedy and he doesn't insult the local sports teams anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else about his gimmick is exactly the same, and for me, that's kind of why Turner's worked. Well, as AJ Styles, he lost all character, and his character was really good as a heel, and I've no idea why he lost all of that. And now he's just... I do like the kind of crutch he's got of he gets too emotional and goes after somebody. That I like. That argument you just yeah. made will apply to The Miz if he's still a face after the Royal Rumble because, yeah. like you said, his character mm. is like this scheming, manipulative, slimy, cheaty heel, and literally all of those character traits are gone at this point. Yeah, that, for me, that's why his face turn didn't work last time, and he ended up as a pre-show match with Wade Barrett. Right. <laughs> like, there's a reason that happened. Poor mm. Wade Barrett. We need him on NXT UK. Oh, he's he was doing world of sport and he's doing football commentary. <laughs> not sure, not sure what else he popped up. Peak yeah. WWE just straight up sabotaged that guy. He was so over his bad news Barrett, and they're like, "Nope, you're not allowed to do that anymore because we want to write for someone else." <laughs> well, it was just the the Cody Rhodes thing of like they the, like um you got to grab that brass ring and Cody Rhodes and Barrett every gimmick they were given they grabbed the brass brass ring <laughs> they. Yep. They they nailed, they got over so many gimmicks and every time they just got revamped. Like why? <laughs> They've nailed the gimmick. Why are they getting redone again? It's They're like uh, busy work. Yeah. To try to get them to fail eventually while they keep writing for Roman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, this is even before Roman they were doing that. See <laughs> now, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Danny Bryan Styles, I'm really excited for this match. I've in my notes I've written WWE Championship, but in brackets I've put World because Daniel Bryan, it's the World Championship because he's caring about the Earth. Uh, someone made a, a joke of because uh, of course the straps made of leather, and uh, Daniel Bryan brought that up. And I was thinking, what if is like he his championship was a potted plant, <laughs> something like that. People have made all kinds of of uh, points about him, like changing the belt and changing the straps, or like getting rid of the plates, doing all these kinds of things with the, the title. What do you think the percentage chances of that match ending with a clean finish are? Ten well, <laughs> percent. Well, AJ Styles, I don't think has had a clean finish <laughs> in the <laughs> <Ever>. entire year. <laughs> Maybe Brock Lesnar. Like, if AJ Styles has won, he's not had a clean finish. Brock, Brock doesn't yeah. cheat. Brock's boring and he does the same move, but he doesn't cheat. Oh, wait, I just remembered. He wasn't even in the Brock Lesnar match, was he? Because that was Daniel Bryan. I'm it was idiot. a Brock Lesnar match. Well, it, yeah. I'm yeah, the year before. Yeah, so Brock, yeah Brock, Brock Lesnar, but 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the last clean AJ Styles match, so 5% chance. Got it. Oh, no, John Cena. That's 2017 as well. Bollocks. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the club was so into all of those matches, though. Like, none of those were clean. <laughs> oh, the Roman Reigns matches were good, but yeah, they're all in those. The John Cena match at Royal Rumble 2017 was really good, and that was clean. But again, that was 2017. 2018, no. <laughs> they were all bollock shots or whatever Samoa Joe did, <laughs> or Daniel Bryan cheating. It's like, oh, yeah, not one clean finish. Oh, <laughs> mental. Uh, but anyway, I'm expecting a dirty finish again, but Daniel Bryan wins. Hooray. Maybe he literally throws dirt at him, throws earth at him. <laughs> Hopefully he just doesn't 
nuke his character the way that it affected Shinsuke, but Daniel Bryan's able to justify his actions with amazing promos, and, you know, Shinsuke yeah. doesn't speak perfect English, so he wasn't really able to, so... You know, maybe maybe Daniel Bryan can get away with a few dirtier finishes and still justify it and push his mm. character forward. Right, next up we'll continue with the men. The uh, again, I've labeled like sub labeled in my column my uh, Royal Rumble stuff as the the road to the main event of WrestleMania, where I'm specifically talking about the women because I'm going for it. I'm put, calling it now. I'm sticking with it. I've put it in my column. It's going to be the road to the main event of WrestleMania is the women. They're going to yep. bloody do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, so let's do the men first because they aren't the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, the Universal Championship: Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, Big Boy versus Little Boy, <laughs> David Goliath or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is a last-minute match out of nowhere, and uh, one thing that made me laugh is some people just are like, "Oh God, it's not selling out." Oh, you brought this up earlier. Uh, it's not selling out. That's proof that Balor's not that great. Oh, Raw dipped in the last two hours. That's proof that Balor's not this and that. Twitch, first off, the, yeah, the sales doesn't make any sense because Bella's only announced last week. Therefore, the sales have been going for ages. <laughs> also, with the viewing figures dipping this week to below what they were last week, Finn Balor was in the first hour, which was higher than last week. The next two hours, it wasn't Balor. He was already done. That's him off. Done. Bye. <laughs> he wasn't in there. So I don't know why you're calling out Balor. That makes no sense. Anyway, so for me, this is interesting. Because on Monday Night Raw, they actually had Lesnar uh, face off against Balor. And Lesnar might be motivated because he has apparently said to uh, Vince or Creative or whoever the person to talk to would be that he wanted a match with a little guy or prefer match with a little guy because he feels those matches are better and he can get more out of them. He He's right. He Finn last year at the Royal Rumble. So yeah. And, yeah that and got by Vince because Vince is a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it makes yeah a perfect sense that Finn Balor... Yeah, perfect opponent, really. But this has given the internet people like us hope. Oh, God, not me. I mean people like us. I don't mean us. <laughs> so, so Finn Balor is seen as a guy who shouldn't be winning this by WWE law. <laughs> However, new era has got people kind of excited for the fact of Balor needs to win. And uh, Mav wrote a, pl- a plan. Mav wrote a column on the Lords of Pain today, or yesterday, about how Balor needs to win and Rollins needs to win the Rumble to really signify a new proper era. But uh, for me, I'm not sure WWE will do that. I'm expecting Lesnar to win. Maybe Balor will get in a good showing or he'll just get tossed about by Lesnar because he's a little guy. Whatever it is, I'm not expecting Balor to win, even though the WWE are not going to be moving anywhere as long as Lesnar is still there. There is a reason that when Brock Lesnar showed up in Hell in a Cell, Doc called it quits there and then. Like, as in, he went, yeah, I'm done. No show, that's it, I'm, I'm gone, I'm not watching. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, that kind of tells you something. Like, like yeah, they're not moving past Lesnar. Why the hell am I watching? <laughs> Just there and then, like, nope, done. So this, so this match requires so, almost like one of these big branching decision trees to figure out like, <laughs> yeah. why this would happen, why this would happen. But, I mean, there's a couple end results, right? The most mm. likely scenario is Brock wins. Whether Brock wins clean because he's Brock and he always beats everyone, or if it's because Braun Strowman comes out and interferes and attacks Brock, which makes Finn technically win but doesn't win the title. WWE could see that as protecting Finn, like he technically wins the match and he didn't lose to Brock. 
but at the same time, you still keep the belt on Brock to move forward with the Brock Seth storyline. They could look at it that way. Um, Braun could cost Finn the match. Uh, <laughs> Brock could, uh, sorry, Finn could just win clean. You know, there's like a 1% mm. chance of that, right? Yeah. If you want to, you know, like you said, move forward with the new era, right? And let Finn be champion, but then you're rewriting all of these storylines. You know, you also could let Finn win for whatever reason, either clean or dirty with bronze interference. Finn doesn't have to go into WrestleMania's champ. I mean, usually mm-hmm. the guy who has the championship at Royal Rumble goes into WrestleMania's champ, but you don't have to. Elimination Chamber is still happening. Like, you could have Finn win, like, you know, dirty pool. And then you can have an Elimination Chamber match with Finn and Seth and Brock and Braun. And you could put the belt back on Brock going into the Royal Rumble. So you can still have your Brock-Seth stuff. But you can have that couple months of, like, exciting Finn as champion again. And look, we gave him a shot, guys. You know, there there are so many potential results for this match. And, yeah, the most likely is Brock walks, walks out as champion. But, you know, I think there's a better chance of Finn winning than there was of Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. Or, oh, you know, yes, that'd be great. Brock's last non-Roman Reigns opponents. Yeah, it's like my the, the in my head the immediate way for like Finn Balor to actually win is Braun Strowman costing Brock Lesnar the match. Then that immediately sets up Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania match, and it's not in the Universal Title scene, which is my important thing. <laughs> to get him great. away from it. But how does Braun interfere in the match and put the title on Finn because? If Braun interferes oh, one way yeah. or the other, the title doesn't change hands. If he uh, just, sneaky, just looks, he just looks at Brock. <laughs> music hits and Finn rolls him up. He looks at Brock. Brock Lesnar pulls a Drake Maverick, and then Finn Balor wins. Uh, <laughs> End of. That's likely. <laughs> yeah, that's likely, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm expecting oh, that. It'd be nice, like just a distraction, so he loses concentration for a moment because Finn Balor can do his drop kick into the corner and then hit the double stomp. Uh, the what was it called? So he can do that. Coup de grace, that's it. So he can do that as a way, but um, yeah, I don't expect. I'm expecting it to be kind of like Daniel Bryan in a way, but quite close to the AJ Styles match where you feel like Lesnar's got this and Balor fights back a bit. But in the end, he just can't do it, and the big man wins, which is normally the story WWE tell. Expect Brock to be the first person to kick out of a coup de grace this Sunday. Oh, yes, yeah. But <laughs> if you're playing, like, Royal Rumble bingo, that's, like, the centerpiece, and it's definitely getting checked. Brock yeah. is going to get hit by a, uh, by a Finn Balor coup de grace, and he's going to kick out. Yeah. Did he kick out of a running knee for Daniel Bryan? Uh, oh, I think he kicked kick. out of a couple. That, that's only kind of a finisher. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that became his finisher when he was getting towards his championship reign and he needed a finisher he can hit rather than a submission. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, well, now he's got the heel hook, which apparently he always wanted. <laughs> so, <Aww. yeah. laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's an interesting one, this one. This is the, like, when we're watching it, it's Imp will remember that. <laughs> kind of yeah, diversion. At least when Brock wrestles the smaller guys, those matches are semi-interesting and differently booked when he wrestles a big name or a big wrestler it's always the exact same match so hopefully we don't get the brock lesnar match and we get something really interesting you know yeah even if you expect brock to win at least it'll be interesting and i feel like we saw the best version of that match at wrestlemania 2017 against goldberg like like two or three minutes done bang and it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) so and now we've just not yeah the matches against samoa joe was good and the born Strowman one 
was decent until the point of Braun Strowman losing. And uh, then it was just, it was like, oh yeah, of course he can't win because he's doing the Lesnar Reigns thing. <laughs> uh, uh, it's that thing. Well, you, I don't want to talk about it too much because of course like, you'll hear it tomorrow with the Pond guys. But it's just that thing of until they move from Bot Lesnar, they will not move forward as a company. And that's yep. been happening for like two or three years now. And they've, they've been stuck <laughs> in a lull and they're not moving anywhere. Uh, luckily, though, in Matthew's transition, <laughs> luckily, uh, someone else has stepped up, because I talked about this in my column, like, about the new era, about needing to change everything. However, there's another part of the company that already has changed and already is in a new era. That is the women. So whilst the men have kind of dropped down and they've had no consistency, that's not, that's not to be fair, the women haven't had consistency. Just look at Banks and Bailey. <laughs> that they one. have consistently been in the tag team division that doesn't have titles. What are you talking about? <laughs> They've con- been consistently inconsistent. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, the women, yeah, they've really stepped up. And with two especially, well, I say three, I put Charlotte in there as well. She had an amazing 2018. But uh, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch are the two top stars at the moment, with Charlotte Flair kind of in there as well. And you've got Asuka just behind with the championship and everything. So, we talked about the multiple rows. I'll talk about both the women's matches together. Oh, Maverick. Oh. <laughs> so, the, the, the scenarios are, again, I'll say thank you to all of my commenters on my columns to, to giving me loads of ideas of all the possible rows they could go down. So, road one is the biggest rumour. Charlotte wins the Rumble. Lynch or Rousey gets screwed or whatever, and you have a triple threat. So that's already sprouting multiple roads to just that one. So either Rousey kind of screws over Lynch and Asuka retains, and then, or Lynch screws over Rousey and Rousey loses the title, and then he, and Becky Lynch wins. So you could do it that, that way, or some other way where they both screw each other. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> they both cost each other the matchup. <laughs> there we go. Nice and PG. So. So the triple threat is one of them. The other scenario is Becky Lynch versus Rousey as a single match main event, and you have Asuka versus Charlotte 2 with the roles reversed. Yep. So, uh, that's another scenario. Because the question is, if it is a triple threat, which is the, which is the big rumoured one, and it, of course there's one other huge thing. Are people who are in matches before the Rumbles going to be in the Rumbles? Something which is oh, it's, a, it's a plot convenience rule. It changes from year to year. <laughs> so, so like in twenty fourteen, they died by that sword of oh yeah, the match. Mm-hmm. Danny Bryan had a match early in the night, therefore he's not in the rumble. Oh yeah, twenty seventeen when they wanted to troll everybody with Reigns at number thirty. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, last man standing match, both entered entered the rumble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Surely there was something last year, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, but yeah, so it changes from year to year whether that's a rule or not. <laughs> so, uh, you didn't mention Fatal Four Way, Oscar, Ronda, Charlotte, Becky. Well, I find that unlikely. It's, <laughs> it's super cool. unlikely, but at the same time, WrestleMania has way too many fucking matches. If you're gonna make a main event, why don't you just take the four best women's wrestlers that you have? Uh, maybe Sasha's better than Ronda, and put them in the main event and just let them go out for thirty minutes. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a shout. Because he could easily do that with Ronda costing Becky Lynch the match against Asuka and then Becky Lynch costs Rousey. 
definitely. Like, personally, but I'd rather have the Fatal Four Way than the Triple Threat, and then Oscar defending against like Naomi or whatever person that doesn't deserve it on SmackDown. <laughs> well, that was another theory that we just you do Oscar versus Sasha Banks in a way, but the well, likelihood there are just no brands anymore. <laughs> well, the talk is about that disintegrating anyway. Got the women's tag titles, which don't seem to be brand specific as well. So it'd maybe be like the original brand split, where like the actual original champion could just swip, uh, swap from show to show. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, Triple H. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of them. Undertaker. Yep. Yeah, the I've Rock. got a, I've got a memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, is it for me? The best part with this is there are multiple roads they could go with this, and a lot of them are good. It's it's very interesting to look. I'm expecting it to be the big room match. That's normally the case. So especially with Ronda Rousey leaving, they're going to want to pass on that to somebody. And the, the word is, so this kind of leads into the Women's Rumble, which we get to later, but the assumption is Rousey costs Becky Lynch. Charlotte wins the Rumble. There's your triple threat already, pretty much. They'll just have to tie everything up to make it nice and neat. Uh, then that should easily main event. Yeah, the question is what happens with Asuka, but yeah, the likely scenario is always what's rumoured. However, that can change maybe with like Rowley definitely not staying on. Maybe something changes. Or with the new era, they shift the for bow. You can always just trade Becky and Sasha too, right? There you have your, your Sasha Asuka. And ah, yeah. Becky a justification for being in the uh, Ronda mm. match. Well, cause, so. so the big assumption, the big thing is are they going to Daniel Bryan it? So essentially, Becky Lynch is the most over female act and, and loads of people are crying out for her to win the Rumble. I even wrote in my column, if she doesn't win the Women's Championship match and there's no Ronda Rousey, then she isn't in the Rumble. That Rumble is getting booed. And I can't, I can't think of a different scenario. Do you think they'll boo Carmella at 30? Oh, no, not, not like that, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, in general, if there is no Becky Lynch then it will get booed if there's no kind of screwy finishy, maybe. Uh, maybe if she wins the title, that could work as well. It depends on who's in the, the final couple, right? Because mm. a lot of times these rumbles that get booed, and I'm thinking specifically of several in a row where people wanted Daniel Bryan and he either wasn't in the match or he's eliminated early. Mm. They got they got booed because, number one, the guy that people wanted, Daniel Bryan, wasn't in it. And then number two, the people at the end were also people that the fans didn't want. You know, oh, Kane and Big yeah. Show eliminating everyone. Oh, with Daniel awful. Bryan not even involved is like the big offender. So, oh, so yeah, Becky, point, Lynch, yeah. Becky Lynch may not be in the Rumble. I think she will be regardless because they mm. don't have enough bodies. <laughs> so she's going to have to do double duty. Um, assuming she doesn't win the championship, which, you know, you could also just do champion versus champion, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, oh, that's just no, not even thought of. Yeah, <laughs> with them joining everything together. Yeah, just do Becky Lynch champion versus Valley champion. I think the only, the only bad results here are if Ronda versus Becky, whatever permutation, is not the main event. That's the only bad yeah. result. Even if yeah. it's Ronda Charlotte, which was like the original like two years ago plan, right? I think mm. that probably gets booed and should not be the main event because people are like, oh my God, female Roman Reigns all over again. Here's her coronation, <laughs> right? Yeah. We already skipped Charlotte because we decided we like 12 people better, even though Charlotte's better now. Like, we've moved on past her. Can we put her in the back seat for a little while? If she ends up in the in the main event with no Becky, that'll be a problem. Or if just Becky and Ronda, who have earned it, don't end up in the main event, I think that's also a problem. Yeah, it's like, if, remember WrestleMania last year, where suddenly you saw Charlotte and Asuka on second, and the immediate thought was, second? What do you mean, second? <laughs> 
but then it was kind of a thing of um, that Doc makes a really good point that he was watching the show with his daughter, and that meant that his daughter got to watch Charlotte Flair because she was on second. So suddenly that meant the little girls who weren't going to be able to stay up until really late, they got to see the best women's match on the card. And that's actually quite smart in a way. <laughs> Thinking yeah. about it. So I don't know. Yeah, they should main event this time though. They are. Again, I wrote in my again I wrote in the column. The only reason for them not to do it is because the men's title main event end of its tradition. Oh, but you're all about breaking tradition and <laughs> changing things. Oh, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to uh, not have the main event. They've earned it. The men haven't. So the match itself. Oscar versus Becky is going to be great. Oscar's great. Yeah. She finally got a little bit of her swagger back. Becky's been great. You know, the man characters taking off her kind of like weird mm. 2019 version of Stone Cold is very cool. Uh, and I think Becky and Oscar have had good matches before. So it's going to be a good match. Uh, it's a little weird that it's sixth, but this is actually a pretty good card. So I guess it's yeah. fun. Right. So next up, we've got the two Rumbles. And I've actually done prep and wrote down both of our teams. Oh. <laughs> so we'll do the men's first and then the women's. So I've even written down the team names. I'm that organised today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burns used to me like with like no show, no notes, just off the cuff. <laughs> but no, Imp has notes now. <laughs> so uh, my team, which I called Team Imp, <laughs> very inventive. Uh, I've picked. So this is my Royal Rumble game team, essentially. So I've picked Seth Rollins, Ricochet, Bray Wyatt making a return, Drew McIntyre. And The Rock. That's my... <laughs> Did you pick The Rock because you think he could show up or because you only had seven points left? A mix of both. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the best option for the points I had available. Yeah. So the thing with The Rock is it was the betting odds. But, of course, those uh, the betting odds of The Rock versus Roman Reigns being a thing and... My, I did it as my worst case scenario. So I, I normally, sometimes I used to do, uh, I've done worst case scenarios before these papers before where you book it as badly as possible as a joke just to remind everyone it can always be worse. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, my worst case scenario for the Men's Way Rumble is they go, we haven't got any stars, we haven't got any stars, crap, but we need to bring in a star. Not make a star, we need to bring in a star. And they do that thing where they have Brock Lesnar versus The Rock and they have the match and then afterwards they still don't have any stars. So my, that's my worst case scenario is the Rock wins the Rumble. So he's in there, <laughs> you know, just, just in case <laughs> they, they shit the bed and just call in the star. I mean, the Rock it's a non, non-zero percent chance, right? Like the Rock yeah. is filming things, but he can always take a couple months off. He loves to wrestle. And there have been rumors for like five years of Brock versus the Rock being the main event of WrestleMania. And I mean... You know, it gives you a, a storyline kind of tie-in to Roman and Roman versus Brock. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to do it. There are better reasons to not do it, but there are reasons to do it. So yeah. that's fair. Uh, your team is interesting. I think Bray, I don't know what his injury timeline has been. It seems like he's been gone a long time. So I think Bray could probably return. So from, from, I think he's fine. Like he's good to go. The question is having something for him. Yeah, and I feel like I've seen him wrestle at some live shows or yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, will <laughs> apparently it's meant to be some character twist to it as well. I'm not sure what that means. Quite often that means either something minor or something so drastic it's awful, like like him in cross dressing <laughs> as I Victor mean, Abigail. So, <laughs> like, so he know. was Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt for like five years, and then he yeah. finally had this little face turn when he got convinced by Matt Hardy to be a good guy. And then Matt Hardy got hurt, and Bray got hurt, and they both just disappeared. So, 
I mean, it doesn't really make sense to bring him back as his old character. He does kind of need something new, especially since, you know, he was floundering as his heel character, that same character over and over for yeah. multiple years. So he does need kind of a refresh, right? Yeah. But he could be an after WrestleMania guy. So they've done this before where they've been ready for the Rumble. Like, remember 2017 when people were co- calling for Finn Balor? Because he was, he was, as far as I know, the news was at that point he was good enough to go in, in a small thing like the Rumble and be number 30 or something like that. However, yeah, with Ray Wyatt, he's in the same circumstance. Like, he's better, he's ready. However, they could do a post WrestleMania thing with Ray Wyatt, maybe. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. Because he needs a character revamp, so that maybe that makes sense to do that after WrestleMania rather than at the Rumble. Because that's my issue with Tommaso Champ at the Rumble, is he can't do any character. It's all like Flash. <laughs> so, right. yeah. so you but, picked the two favorites, so the two people with yeah. the highest point totals. <clears throat> so the reason being, I picked were Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, and <laughs> yeah. both on his team. Which, looking back now at the last couple of weeks, I don't, I wouldn't price Drew at thirty-one again. I don't think he has basically any shot to yeah. win at this point. But uh, you know, finishing in the top five, I think that's pretty much guaranteed for him. So that's yeah. twenty-five plus points. That's good. Yeah, so I think it, that's why I was looking at Burns' team. I was annoyed I've not picked tonight, Rojo. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'll read up Burns' team. The six angry men, Andrade, no Almas, hey. Samoa Joe, Apollo, who's got his crews back, having to change him to Apollo for a little while. <laughs> uh, EC3, Lars Sullivan, who will be Lars soon after later. Oh. <laughs> it's coming. He's one of those where you look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's just a matter of time. <laughs> And Ty Dillinger. Obviously, Lars is a bit of a gamble, but it's more of like a medical gamble, kind of like we don't know what, if he's actually going to be able to do this spot or the thing. Because we're apparently setting up something with him and Cena. However, if he's having like full-on proper anxiety issues, maybe he'll just end up being like a lower-card guy because they, like, he just can't do a big thing because of his anxiety. We're not entirely sure. Again, you can't, you can't predict anxiety in a way like that. So I don't know... What was going to happen? But, but he, rumors were he was in line for a major push and a major match. Hmm. So assuming those those things are still on, I would anticipate Lars having yeah. a pretty nice Royal Rumble showing. So yeah, I mean he could enter second, eliminate six people, and get eliminated seventh, and get uh, seven the... points, and that's still a really good showing. But he also <laughs> screws my team over, which is what always happens. <laughs> the Vladimir Kozlov special, thousand and nine. Yep, exactly. Yeah. EP3, I think, is going to be huge. That guy is, he's going to be a champion, like an actual mm. world slash universal champion. I feel like he should be. However, how they've shown him on Raw and SmackDown has me worried. Take it out. <laughs> I, I say now, for this Rumble, he's not going to do much. <laughs> That's my assumption. Because I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it scares me a bit how they've introduced them. Like they feel like lower card talent, all of them. So my strategy normally in the Royal Rumble game has been I've picked like the couple big guys that I think could win uh, and then filled out the rest of the team based on how many points I have. But there are a couple of special rules to the Royal Rumble game. Uh, the first one being you get a certain number of points if you pick the winner. That used to be 20 and now it's 10 because I wanted to incentivize people to focus a little less on picking the winner and more on picking a good overall team, which made me this year focus less on picking the winner who's going to be Seth Rollins. <laughs> and more trying to be efficient with my points. That's why I picked six people instead of five. Most people pick five people. And yeah. I picked a bunch of like mid-range guys that have high potential. Like Almas, right? He's a he's mm. worth 15 points. Almas could finish in the top five of the Rumble, especially yeah. the push he's been getting lately. Finally. 
So <laughs> me, he's like a he's a high ceiling guy. He could finish in the top three of the Rumble, and people would be happy about that. Um, you know, Samoa Joe, same thing. He's a little more favored, but he got this massive push on SmackDown, so clearly he's going to have a big Rumble. You know, Cruz, EC3, Lars Sullivan, all three of those guys are going to be in the Rumble and um, could have good finishes. I'm just trying to, to have a nice deep team instead of relying so much on a, a guy that could come in at number one. WWE loves putting a, a big name at number one, and then that, that guy... <laughs> you know, it doesn't earn you a ton of points because he cost you a ton mm. of points to start with because he was a big name. So I've been bit by that too many times and I just decided to go oh, yeah. to the deep <laughs> team instead of the top heavy team. Well, and I love the imp went with the, the top heavy team so we can see the contrast. Yes. <laughs> Last year I picked Finn Balor and that was a range of emotions. <laughs> but also imp's a traitor. I picked Ty Dillinger and he did not. So he deserves to lose just for karma. I picked him in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but not, not this year, did you? As far as I know, it's not even in the thing. <laughs> good. Exactly. Is there a number 10 in the Royal Rumble? Then he's in it. <laughs> oh, that did make me laugh last year. <laughs> like he, was, he was number 10 again. Uh, no, it made me cry. That's when he got eliminated by Sammy, right? Yeah, he got yeah, beaten by Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because technically, someone in an earlier match was in the Rumble last year. However, they did they did it in a way that it was a rule that you're not in the Rumble. So they had Sammy Zayn and Finn Balor have to beat up someone to get in. I like that. <laughs> but it still messes with my continuity rule of is it a rule or not? <laughs> not no idea. Uh, so, yeah, I, the only one I'm annoyed that I didn't pick is Samoa Joe. Because, yeah, he's my pick for a late entry in the Rumble, but he's not going to win. So that means points. Points I mean, five. It would, be, it would be interesting and exciting, and Joe versus Brian would be fucking great. So, I mean, he could. Mm. He has a shot. I don't think it's a very good shot, but, like, Outside of Seth Rollins, I think pretty much there's like six or seven guys that are pretty equal, and I think he's one of those guys that's equal. Yeah. And also, this year has got a lot to live up to because last year's flowed so well. Just like from <laughs> all, like, all the way to the end, everyone was like in the perfect spot, and they did all huge character moments and things. There were hardly any lulls. It was a, it was a really well-flowing rumble, and of course, the final lot was done so damn well with the final six of the old versus yeah. the new. The new <laughs> era. Remember that last yeah. year? The new era? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> no, no, we're in another one. <laughs> we're now in a new, new era. We're doing another reboot, guys. <laughs> well, that was like a joke I was telling in my columns was that I watched the December show. So yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, um, actually, I think I might have told you this on email that I watched the show in December where they came out and went, "We promise not to be shit anymore." <laughs> they came out and did that, and then the next show I watched was the one the other week where they kind of redid half the card and then suddenly Balor's facing Lesnar now. And I'm just like, I've watched two shows in the span of these two months and both have been reset shows of new eras. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the whole revamp thing. You start a new era every month. <laughs> it's just like exciting. when the comic industry was dying and they were just trying crazy <laughs> shit all the time, just trying to find that spark. <laughs> and that spark is called AEW. Under <laughs> the so, Women's Rumble? Yeah, so I just got a lovely message from Mizfan telling me that my uh, Tanahashi column, my second part, was really good. Oh, thanks, Mizfan. <laughs> anyway, all right, that's, a bit, that's all that my phone, a bit of a tangent. He never tells me my columns are good. <laughs> that's because you don't write about Japanese people. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, I, ha- I get half the comments, <laughs> but the people who like read it do like it. <laughs> so I martyr myself on the pillar of Raw. I watch it so you don't necessarily have to, but oh. still could because, you know, most of the time it's either good or a train wreck. 
So <laughs> that's actually what I do. I've read Burns columns, but I only watch like one more <laughs> a month. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I say it's really good or really bad, then you should watch. Yeah. It's weird that in the span of a year, me and Burn have completely flipped on who's watching more and who's really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've given up now. <laughs> it's like, no. Uh, anyway, so next up is, I think, no, shall we pick, do we want to pick a winner? Or, I don't know what we did for the bet last year. You're, yeah, so I've seen my best in the game They've just made it too obvious. I mean, he could lose just because they want to surprise you or because they change plans drastically, but Seth is the odds-on favorite. We're both going to pick Seth. So. Yeah. So my my worst case scenario again is it's the Rock. Uh, R Truth gets beaten up backstage and the Rock comes out. But that doesn't make sense because then the Rock's a villain. Ugh. Well, <laughs> I mean, the not Rock, the rock beating him up necessarily. Actually, Maybe the rock, the Joe rock. gets eliminated early, gets pissed, and takes out R Truth. Ah, <laughs> uh, could work. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> like, "Oh, who's going to be number thirty? We don't have a number 30. Oh, none of the real wrestlers decided to take that spot. The Rock showed up. <laughs> Oh, just remember, the uh, the other scenario for a surprise entrance is, speaking of a spot like this, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, their injury dates are slowly uh, going away. They're getting better and better. Kevin uh, Sami is still predicted after the Rumble, but it sounds like Kevin Owens is either pretty close or ready to go, but they might just hold him off anyway. But Yeah. So that's, yeah. the reason I didn't really mention them is I'm predicting after WrestleMania. However, because they can also do the Samoa Joe special of just jumping in on the build to Elimination Chamber or Fast Lane or whatever. Apparently, they're doing both of those this year. Like, why? (laughs) Apparently, and I thought I'd seen it's like the Elimination Chamber's like in like two or three weeks after, like two weeks after the Rumble or something mental. Oh, this shit again. Yeah, that shit again. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that amazing Elimination Chamber where it was like stuffed in two weeks after another show and you got like the amazing one with Dolph Ziggler calling the shot because everything went wrong. (laughs) They stood stood still for like two, three minutes and Dolph Ziggler invented a match. (laughs) (laughs) Ziggler's so good. We don't deserve you, Ziggler. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, next up is the Women's Royal Rumble, a.k.a. The true, as you mean, I don't know because people are saying oh, they won't have women main event again, will they? But if it's going to main event WrestleMania, maybe they will. Imp Just is going to get slaughtered. I'm pre- <laughs> that's my prediction. I'm going to slaughter Imp in the women's rumble. So I did a team and it had Becky Lynch in it. Then her match against Asuka was announced, and I was like, uh, I'm going to change that one. And of course, this had just been after the uh, Raw thing with the McMahon. So I called my team Imp's all new and promising to be better, famous five. And I changed one person. <laughs> I found that title funny. <laughs> Just that it's the promising to be better and promising to be different, while still seemingly exactly the same. It <laughs> went with the front runners again. So Charlotte Flair in for Becky Lynch. So Charlotte Flair. Then have gone Nia Jax and I guess Nikki Bello is kind of a shoo-in as well. Then the kind of surprises. Uh, Tish Stratus was my like big uh, the legend surprise. And Shayna Baszler was my NXT surprise. Just the boring thing of, I've gone with the NXT champion. <laughs> <laughs> nice and boring. I think <laughs> nice Trish worth 14 points because I thought she was kind of an obvious surprise. But thinking about yeah. it more and more, I actually kind of don't think she'll show up. She was number 30 last year. Yeah. Like, you can't really top that. You can't have <laughs> her show up every year. Like, eh, yeah. I mean, she can still wrestle. She's still good. She'd still get a huge pop. But like, you know, I think they'll go with someone else. Because I did, um, I did the maths with somebody in my comments, and it was the thing that you got, I think, 22 spots already taken, or 21. Then you've got your NXT champion, maybe your NXT UK champion, uh, 
then suddenly you're getting quite low already. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have one more NXT person and you've got maybe Trish or Lita, that's another one as well. Suddenly you're down to like five or four, like didn't know, and you've got Nikki Bella. Then if one of the if the people in the women's championship matches, if they are in the rumble, because that's the big thing, this rumble completely flips if Becky Lynch is in it. Hey, you so, want some meal heat? Stephanie could be in it. <laughs> As number 30. Instead of commenting again, I did not like her commentary last year. It was okay, but it was Yeah. Like I, like, I wouldn't say she was worse or better than Beth Phoenix. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she, I was fine with her. She, uh, yeah, <laughs> she does have a bit of her dad's commentary in her a bit. No, <laughs> like, oh, look at that maneuver. Imp's team is a weird combination of the two front runners, or two people who were going to have obviously really high scores, Charlotte and Nia Jax. And then <laughs> Three people who are not guaranteed to be in the Rumble, yeah. which, you know, always works really well for us. Weirdly, it does for me. <laughs> it doesn't for me at all. Well, so I've got a, a bonus thing, which could be like a bonus bet for us, where last year, because I, I correctly guessed Molly Holly, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, I need to pick a new Molly Holly this year. So who is my outside bet where, there's, where you don't, you, there's not really any official thing on it, so my outside bet for this one, I uh, wrote it in the column already, so if you remember column spoilers, but Victoria is my Molly Holly for this year. <laughs> my, is she signed with Impact? No. She's she's not messed up for them for like half a decade, maybe more than that. What? Yeah. But she's announced that 2019 would be her last year properly wrestling. Oh. Or last year wrestling. She's full on retiring after this. And there's calls for her to go to the Hall of Fame. Because, uh, of course, with Trish and Lita getting all the accolades, like Victoria was there with them. Especially from like 2003 onwards. And Mickey James is still going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's kind of awesome to see as well that she's still going at the level she is as well. Like She's not just going, she's going and she's still really good. Which is awesome yeah. to see. Her match with um, Oscar was awesome a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, and she uh, put in a really good shift at Evolution in the tag match after Bliss got injured and then it was like Alicia Fox and Lita and Trish and Mickey James is like, I'm going to be the big general here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my outside shot is Victoria, but she's not in this. Not in my list. I'm not gambling on it. <laughs> right, Burns team. The main event is all stupid. She's gone with the mid card special. <laughs> so, uh, Mandy, Mandy Rose, <laughs> uh, Ruby Riot, two T's, uh, Caitlin, which is the outside shot, Lacey Evans, the NXT call up, Ember Moon, and Candice LeRae which I call extremely outside. However, she gets a nice pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the so outside, she's not even on NXT. <laughs> that Neither was Braun Strowman. What? what? Oh, that's a good, yes. <laughs> then he's suddenly a Wyatt member. Like, who's this person? Who can't be defeated or knocked over. It's like when uh, Rusev debuted and Michael Cobb's like, oh, you, you, if you've not seen this man, it's, he's a really impressive. He's been uh, really impressing people over at NXT. And it's like, he's not been on a single episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they kept him purely on live shows like Strowman. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Skeletal away, outside shot. Caitlin also outside, but May Young Classic. I'm expecting at least one person for the May Young Classic to show up, which is why... I expect that's what, uh, boringly. Uh, I've debated it in my head. Like, do you want the NXT champion and NXT UK champion <laughs> in it every time? That becomes a bit predictable. But so I went with it anyway. <laughs> but so, did I even give Tony Storm points? I did. All right, Tony Storm. Yeah, because yeah. she's both NXT UK and May Young Classic winner. So you'd think, surely. Yeah, she's an interesting one. Uh, I went with Caitlyn in particular because. 
she's talked about returning to wrestling and getting back into wrestling shape and learning her craft after leaving, which is hilarious. Uh, so I think she's not guaranteed to come back, but she's going to be one of those surprises that is not a super surprise. Candice LeRae, I had eight points left. I love Candice, so I'm picking Candice LeRae. Uh, she would fit in. She would, she's a really good wrestler. She can, you know, put in her shift and then, you know, make a little name for herself and then leave. Um, Maybe. Well, I'll, I'll, my pick for that spot now, I'm going to think about it, is probably Io Shirai, because she'll do a nice moonsault and then piss off. <laughs> uh, Mandy Rose, I picked Mandy because she's obviously getting a monster push. You know, it's uh, it's a little slow right now working with Naomi, <laughs> but uh, and I don't think this feud's being super well received, but it's getting a lot of effort. So you know, to me, the effort is more important than the reaction because that shows what WWE thinks of her. Ruby yeah. Riot uh, is a really good wrestler who's been kind of a main aspect of TV. So you know, she's kind of that person that could enter like two or three and then last till like twenty five. You know, she's like the Chris Jericho, which is what he does every year. Uh, and then Lacey Evans, she's a call-up. She's being made to be a big deal, and she's very similar to, like, that Braun Strowman where, like, she wasn't really on NXT, but people are pretending she's a big deal for some reason. So we'll see. I thought she was garbage on Raw, but, you know, we'll see if WWE pushes her. And then Ember, I love Ember. If we can just get Ember to win and go challenge Oscar, I will die happy. For me, Lacey Evans is one of those where – to me, her dictation makes sense if you've seen lots about her character and you've kind of had loads of introductions to her character and watched her do it a bit. But if you don't, if you've not seen any of that, and this is meant to be your first impression of her, like she, that's, that's why she's not a character for the WWE system because <laughs> <laughs> she takes a little getting used to. Well, on first appearance, it's like why she, she talks a bit weirdly. <laughs> it's a bit odd. And obviously, nerves don't help as well with that kind of meant to be above everybody <laughs> kind of talking. Yeah, it's funny when you look at NXT call-ups, right? And, like, some people mm. are not super over in NXT, and then they get to the main roster, and they are super over, like Elias. Some mm. people are incredibly over in NXT, and when they get called up, they're nothing because their character mm-hmm. didn't work on the main roster. And I think Lacey Evans is going to be the latter. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Well, my main thought is she'll be the latter cause, because they won't dedicate the time to her. I also and, never thought yeah. she was a good wrestler. She's okay. Yeah, so she, uh, for me, it could go either way. <laughs> I don't, but You are very lukewarm on her. Yeah, but the reason <laughs> I think the biggest reason I think she'll struggle is because she got called up with Nikki Cross, who will get the attention. <laughs> and <laughs> Whatever if on the show same, she ends up on. Yeah, so if they do happen to, happen to be on the same show, uh, I fear for Lacey Evans <laughs> because Nikki Cross is going to steal the spotlight and get all the attention. Yes. She again. We compare. I compared her to Velveteen Dream in that way that she just brings the character out of people because she's so she has that aura herself. So it's yeah. <laughs> that's why I feel like she will gravitate people around her. <laughs> She'll be amazing. I'm really excited for Charlotte and Nia to perform really well at the Rumble, and then your other three people to not even show up. I'm very excited for that. My worst case scenario. <laughs> I just say my worst case scenario is uh, they lean into the Nia Jax thinking that she's still got the heat uh, of Bucky Becky. Then she's like, no, she doesn't. There's Not been so. some. Con- right, so I guess we've got our three ad break to put there. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Ah, anyway, we're talking about women. Right, the women's rumble. <laughs> uh, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I was, I was just trying to say words to try and figure out what on earth we were talking about. <laughs> we were bitching about Nia Jax, but we can move okay, on. Yeah. That. yeah, can move on. I'm fine to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think I'm going to smoke 
Imp in the Women's Rumble. The Men's Rumble is going to be a little sketchy because I'm like the only person who didn't pick Seth. So, you know, if Seth doesn't win, I feel pretty good. If Seth wins, I feel pretty bad. And it's, you know, it's binary. Yeah, I do think, for the first time, I think Byrne might actually beat me. Oh! <laughs> in the women's especially, the men's, I'm not sure. We should have done a side bet where if whoever wins gets to make a signature of the other. Not even, like, winning the event, just outscoring the other person. Ah. <laughs> we should have. Well, I may do singing Enrique Iglesias. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did that once. It was terrible. <laughs> Uh, don't, you mean, don't you mean amazing? No, <laughs> uh, no I don't. Uh, I got the music and everything. <laughs> uh, it was so painful. Because I did that with uh, Steve, and he said he'd uh, be on my birthday show, and I got him singing happy birthday. <laughs> but, <laughs> for me, the best part was um, I didn't tell him I'd got music. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. Uh, but then when I had Sir Sam on my birthday this week, he bought his own instrument. Ah, So it's been up <laughs> it was on my birthday show this year. <laughs> so Sam has set the bar. <laughs> I would bring a recorder. <laughs> oh, you still have your recorder? <laughs> I would go buy one. They're like eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not I'm not breaking bank imp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I might still have my school one somewhere within the vicinity. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, I'll move on from recorders. The only thing that's uh, more irritating to listen to than Nijax. <laughs> so. Uh... Uh, oh, that's not true. Recorders are horrible. Nailed that transition. <laughs> and you meant Vuvuzelas. Oh, it's so irritating that <laughs> the, the uh, Football Association in England banned them from all stadiums. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it, was, it was before the season even started, and we're like, yeah, we're not even going to trial it. They're banned. <laughs> it's just, we're not having the South Africa. <laughs> no, they're done. Uh, right, so who do we actually think is winning this, winning this Women's Rumble? That's a tough one. I think they might go champion versus champion and just make Ronda versus Becky the biggest match they can, even if that means Oscar holds the belt for like three weeks and never successfully defends it, which would be unfortunate. But I think Becky will probably win the championship, which means she does not win the Rumble. So, I mean, Charlotte? It'd be really painful. It's not a great <laughs> idea, but, you know, they could go Charlotte. I'm going to go with Charlotte, I guess. See, that's my pick. And my pick completely changes if Becky Lynch is in the Rumble, she's winning it. <laughs> but, I hope it's Ember, because I want Ember oh. versus Asuka. The only thing I want. Oh, that was so, that was, yeah, that is interesting watching uh, last year's Royal Rumble. And it Ember was the best Asuka. part of the Rumble last year. Yeah. It was so amazing. They get an amazing pop, and then they have an amazing <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Asuka, like, mocking her little chicken wing. Uh, so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ember hanging on with one arm on the outside. <laughs> and it's just, oh. We've done so well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, again, of course, we've gone through all the like different scenarios with the Asker, with the with the Asker Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte kind of quartet, just play, playing around with things. Uh, the only thing I will predict is that Sasha Banks. I don't think we'll get Asker Banks because, of course, Sasha Banks is very likely to be Women's Tag Team Champion with Bailey. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't really see anything else unless they go with the NXT UK thing of give it to the heels so the faces chase at the next event, which they could do with Banks and Bailey winning at uh, the, what, the uh, WrestleMania, the WrestleMania, what am I talking about? But yeah, they could do that. I don't really know what they're going to do. <laughs> or you just do the really obvious thing: you have Nia and Tamina win, and then you have Sasha and Bailey finally split up and have their blow-off match at WrestleMania. Yeah, and everybody be like, I still don't 
get the continuity with this story. <laughs> Don't be... worry about it. There's no continuity with those two anymore. <laughs> and then they'll just have a good match and shake hands afterwards. Like, uh, I forgive you, Bailey. That's not very likely. <laughs> they do like, oh, we're, we're friends really, and the crowds are like, you've already done this. <laughs> <Doesn't make any laughs> I already saw this three years ago. And you just dropped the feud they had for no reason. <laughs> They just went, right, he's not working. They're your best friends again. Like, but the characters have actually done the things. We watched it. No, they didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Ah. Everyone thought the show already ended. I guarantee <laughs> it. <laughs> like, well, it cut off. They're gone for three minutes. Nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> I'd like to say I did it quicker than three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well quick at typing in code numbers. Anyway, so I feel like brings us to the end of the show. We've blasted on for two hours. It's 3 a.m. for me. I can hear my speech slowing a little bit, which normally means it's time for bed. <laughs> so, Burn, before we wrap up, where can we find you? Plug your columns or whatever you want to do. So disrespectful. <laughs> I normally say pl- plug your shit to my guests. <laughs> so that was actually a nicer version. That's <laughs> uh, I'm in the columns forum, plugging away, writing Raw slash SmackDown slash NXT reviews and manning the Royal Rumble game currently. And uh, we'll see what I do after that. Probably just keep writing Raw reviews. Um, I don't know if Matthew has mentioned this, but after the Royal Rumble, we might be rolling out some uh, old school Matthew and Burn uh, Raw SmackDown reviews. I teased it a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah. So now I've spoiled it. So uh, <laughs> after the Royal, sorry, after WrestleMania, we might just do a couple months of like classic two-man shows and uh, run through Raw and SmackDown and NXT and see how that goes. It'll be fun. Yeah, nice to see how it goes because I look back <laughs> at it and think I was up till like three a.m. every week. How did I do that? <laughs> yeah, we might need to put a two-hour time limit on it. We we yeah. went to three hours plus sometimes, and it was oh, crazy. Yeah, especially with like me having a life, <laughs> like going to bed at four a.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> you ever teach after after these shows? Do you like teach on Fridays? Sometimes I try not oh my to. God. I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> You're a madman. Uh, you just so pray that's... to yeah, you pray to God you've been left like pages of notes of what to do. In the class. <laughs> yeah. That's where you'll find me. I'm in the call before I'm hanging out. Otherwise, you will not find me until I'm on the show next. So cool. It was it was fun to be on. Talk to you later. And you can follow me on Twitter at the damn Implicat. You can read my columns, the Interventures columns, which are posted whenever every... they show up. Actually, we've got a schedule now, and I'm on what? Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> I've even been told on Twitter, like, my God, you've posted for like the third time in a row on a Monday. You bet <laughs> your ass, I have. <laughs> I said, oh, yes, that's right. I've always done a month of consistency. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, if I ever do something like the Tanahashi things, they do, they're do they not quick to write, so I won't be writing every week <laughs> if I do something like that. Uh, I am doing a big project kind of associated with that, so that might eat up time, but we'll see how that goes. But also, I will be covering New Japan shows, so uh, as I told one of our fans, uh, Kath on Twitter, was just saying, uh, yeah, I'm, like, I've got New Japan shows coming up. My consistency will end this coming week. <laughs> so it's been nice. It's been a nice run. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, follow us at the Damn Cat. I'll be back here next week with Jay Cool to review the Royal Rumble and talk a bit about NXT Takeover. For he is the Laws of Pain NXT guy. Uh, please do check out the other shows here on Laws of Pain Radio. Uh, tomorrow is the right side of the pond with Mab as a maybe plan since he's got his own show. He's now too big <laughs> for the right side of the pond. Uh, this Saturday there might be a thing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Just in case it isn't. Uh, 
but there will be an aftershock with Plan and Steve after the NXT takeover. Then the Royal Rumble is obviously this Sunday, and live immediately after the Royal Rumble will be Plan and Steve again with an aftershock. I don't know how Plan does that, going live after the Royal Rumble and takeover. He's English. How does he do it? <laughs> Mental superpowers. Someday we're going to do our simul our simulcast idea where we're going to do mm. the actual commentary of the Royal Rumble match maybe oh, next year. Speaking of, uh, Plan did a run along, uh, watch along commentary with the 2009 Royal Rumble, and it was really good. I highly recommend watching that. He posted that. Yeah, last we should time. do that live. It would be amazing. Maybe it'd be amazing. <laughs> or it'd be terrible. Either way, it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that uh, maybe goes. I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It sounds like a fun thing, but we'll probably not do it live on Lords of Pace. <laughs> we'll put a link on Twitter. <laughs> right, uh, Monday is Kingdom of Honor with Jan Man and Jeff talking about Ring of Honor, NJPW, or whatever the hell we want to talk about. So I'm assuming all about, uh, all Elite Wrestling will be there soon as well. Uh, Tuesdays is Global Revolution, and live after SmackDown is Rich Latter and Jace Boyd with One Nation Radio. Then SmackDown is Plan with Sports Entertainment is Dead, a.k.a. Plan Seed, all up in you. He will be live. He'll be live. He'll release it nice British time, whatever. Um, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe a review of the Rumble. Who cares? And of course, I'm Michael Jekyll. So thank you for listening and making this show and every other show in Laws of Pain part of your weekly schedule. For some reason, you've listened to us for over two hours and not given up after we died <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so with that, I bid you adieu. Adios. See you later. I can't find the theme. There we go. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>